listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I met this girl when I was 10 years old. And what I love most, she has so much soul. She was old school when I was just a shorty, never knew throughout my life that she would be there for me on the regular. Not a church girl, she was secular. Not all about the money, no studs was Mike checking her, but I respected her. She hit me in the heart. A few New York niggas had did her in the park, but she was there for me and I was there for her. Pull out a chair for her, turn on the air for her and just cool out. Cool out and listen to her sitting on a bone wishing that i could do eventually if it was meant to be then it would be because we related physically and mentally and she was fun then i'd be geeked when she come around slim was fresh yo when she was underground original pure untampered a down sister boy i tell you i miss her hey welcome to the black out tales podcast y'all's rod and karen and we're live on the saturday ready to do some feedback we are uh of course this is the episode we talk about all the things that you had to say because you guys always have a lot to say about what we had to say throughout the week and we want to respect that by giving you guys your own voice and a time that you guys can be heard and that's what this time is for you okay it's feedback time how do you leave feedback there's a bunch of ways you can email us the blackout tips at gmail.com you can uh leave us voicemails at 704-557-0186 which i just realized i did not check um <laughs> i'll try to bring it up during the show uh you can also uh email us the blackout tips at gmail.com you can leave comments on the website the blackout tips at uh the blackout tips.com uh and we have polls on the website where you can vote in the poll so that's another cool way to do it you can also just give to the show you can go to the blackout tips.com on the front page um there's a little place where you can give i it just said on the right hand side like would you like to the show or whatever you can pick like a one-time donation you can do uh multiple um recurring donations you can do whatever whatever option you want um and in exchange for that we give you a little shout out on the show and that's what this segment is about to be let me play my shout out song Hurt. i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day new day new money uh cal k thank you for your recurring donation we appreciate you mm-hmm. autumn w thank you autumn for your recurring donation as well okay it is needed joy m we thank you joy for your recurring donation damian jackson Ooh, i am for real recurring donator thank you damian r right after him bambi uh dr bambi hooked us up i heard her on uh on um uh randolph's uh podcast the woke files mm-hmm. uh oh i'm sorry y'all fucking freeloaders at three guys mm-hmm. on so yeah. you haven't heard hashtag it. gang gang mm, gang gang guys i don't know what that life's like neither monique s return donator thank you very much jason f we appreciate you donna n thank you very much for your recurring donation pamela a b saying to you thank you kevin w appreciate you kevin our girl falcons diva with the recurring donation felicity f thank you so much Derek w thank you Derek. b coleman we appreciate you uh lawrence c thank you lawrence donna n thank you very much donna noel w thank you noel grace n thank you grace zachary n no relation but thank you as well uh linwood c we appreciate you keep it arc thank you keep it and that is everybody appreciate y'all for donating today's a new day tell me where are my blue skies 
All right. The truth is, I'm almost this week on itunes and one on stitcher yes five stars yes uh game of thrones brought me here rod and karen kept me here by by what's a new so-called wait what's a new social media app okay got it it's no spaces so it's all one word so what's a one a new social media app um my girlfriend found you guys through the Viceland interview and immediately fell in love with your Game of Thrones reviews. You guys do both do a great job of breaking down the episodes and add just my kind of humor. We both now listen to your podcast whenever they come out and hold that special level of excitement for your Wednesday show. Oh, thank you. You know what? That's the goal. Welcome right? to Fold. Like that's the goal, right? That's why we let Vice come in our house is to, to, to hopefully somebody new will see it and be like, not just for the Game of Thrones things. Not that there's anything wrong with those people, but let's be honest, many people just dig our Game of Thrones reviews. They don't really give a fuck about our opinions or anything else. Mm-hmm. They might not find us, uh, you know, that great for other things, but right, you know, and they have their season and they'll, you know, they'll be gone in two weeks or whatever but it's really to hopefully catch people slipping that are like yo i i kind of need to fill this hole in my life i never heard nothing like this on any of the days not just game of thrones right but just a regular ass day yeah so I'm, I'm glad i'm glad to hear that that is having that effect um because you know um that's the that that's the whole point and shout out to girlfriend yeah shout out long time listener by btr like betterment without the vowels um i i've been listening for almost five years and i'm finally leaving a review and i Yay. noticed it's five stars thank you uh judge me lol Mm-mm, no judge judgment me. after you leave the review baby Mm-mm. Mm-mm. after you leave the review you are in the judgment free zone Mm-mm. judgment is for the sinners come on that come up in here every week and they don't mm-hmm. give no tides I, um, I toss it in the sea of forgetfulness i don't remember mm-hmm no guilt is for the for the for the people that don't put down on this Mm-mm. you put down you don't gotta feel guilty no you don't you as free as a bird baby fly away great show and my day isn't complete if i don't listen keep up the good work thank you thank you uh where y'all been my all my life five stars by uh kenna kenna what ken alexander i think ken alexandra um for the last season of game of thrones i went on a quest for black recaps our perspective is obviously unmatched no disrespect to all the other quality content i found but y'all are my faves i thought i was just gonna be here for thrones but my work days have been feeling never ending and y'all's consistent drops of content reel me in hey we got another one hey just trying to catch we just trying to catch these fiends That's right it. 
and i can now <laughs> i can see myself regularly asking hmm wonder what ron and karen talking about today i say all, all that to say keep up the good work much love from SCAC. so i oh, sound like a south carolina person thank you or as they say in south carolina sakalana um, well the black people say it i don't know if white people say it but black people be like where you from sakalana uh mm-hmm. now that my tax return hit i got five on it ow five stars by nicole esquire who says i've been listening to your show for over a year now and i'm ashamed to say i haven't reviewed the show after the feedback show a few weeks ago when karen shamed me by saying y'all didn't receive any five-star reviews that week i knew i had to take some time out and write this review i absolutely love your show i love the segments the games the game of throws reviews i love it all thank you for everything you do next stop premium hey Hey, thank you baby yeah i hope you get get the premium we got a lot of good stuff over there behind the paywall as well it's a lot of plenty of stuff back we just did balls deep in the pregame with justin Mm -hmm. um yesterday we reviewed pokemon we reviewed pokemon uh detective Detective Pikachu. pikachu uh thursday night so you know we always got a little something over there brewing and we appreciate y'all that put put in on that um and then lastly we got one five-star review over at stitcher now you need to go to stitcher.com on like a computer or laptop something like that yeah, to can. leave a five-star review you just can't do it from your phone Mm-mm. just I'm, i don't know why but you can't <laughs> right it doesn't make sense they'll let stitcher you leave it a, together they'll let you leave a comment on an episode but they won't let you actually leave a five-star review unless you get on a laptop or a computer um maybe a tablet i'm not sure but definitely a laptop or computer five stars put her in the book <laughs> said Lee, <laughs> put her in the book. That's their name. That's that's a great name. A good name. Put her in the book. Oh my god. Uh, I feel like put her in the book definitely has some racial overtones to it, but uh i try to stay out of that section of Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the second greatest thing you know you i don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing but it, but you get down there it's you get lost you'll be like what is happening how did i get here mm-hmm. um the second greatest thing since pancakes so to be honest it's in the premium section show that the show that this show shines when i thought the free show couldn't be better than pancakes i went premium dang it it's better than pancakes it's nearly as good as the pancakes with ice cream and hot cloud berry jam right karen and ron keeps it keeps it fresh entertaining all the regular occasional guests make the premium worth it twice over makes you think makes you laugh makes you cry thanks for keeping me sane laughing and still evolving fam love y'all oh thank you thank you put her in the book (laughs) put her in the book i'm sorry that name i'm not mature i love it (laughs) i'm not mature put her in the book i feel like if you wikipedia that that shit is like during slavery uh the white man used to make the black people put the women in the book uh anyway um or they but i uh women put these costumes on and they like to be dressed in bu- as bucks yeah i don't yeah i know it's got some type of weird sexual connotation i'm mm-hmm. sure uh all right so uh 1892 hooked like crack honey was um the feedback episode we got three comments and we got uh, a couple comments in the poll as well um let's do the feedback comments first uh so heavyweight says in regards to jay-z's freestyle i feel like the lines about crabs in the barrel directly contradicts the idea that jay-z is advocating for taking advantage of the poor we can easily get out of the barrel if we stand on each other's backs whoever gets on top as long as they stay attached they're gonna pull everybody out i was just doing that 
to me that's laying out the plan for the rich and the upper class that got there standing on the shoulders of those that came before them reaching back and pulling up those less fortunate and i genuinely feel like the good work jay-z has been doing for years now should dictate giving him the benefit of the doubt yeah succinctly summed up what i what i what takes me forever to get around to saying but that's basically how i feel in short is you know and then i think and i think this will be a thing for this this feedback episode but i just think there's people that see the worst in folks and they can't help it and they're just going to always be like this is the most sinister way to take it and that's how i'm gonna take it and there's people that don't and jay-z and it's really dependent on on the person um and how they feel about the individual speaking because honestly if nipsey hustle had the exact same freestyle um a year ago shit he might have uh it wouldn't have got that kind of flack Mm-mm. you know um let's see anonymous of course my fave says one of the things i really struggle with this podcast is just how general rod speaks on things when it comes to social media he constantly points out the flip-flops of people on social media to an almost exhaustive extent but as a listener it's not really even clear what he is talking that he is talking about the same people just general opinions from certain demographics there have been multiple episodes that have grinded to a halt so rod can talk about different opinions on social media it's not that these things aren't valid things to point out but the point always ends up being that people are one way about this and another about that when it comes to the jay-z critiques a lot of what i saw was a discussion of why capitalism will not save us as a people well i guess uh that's the only way to feel about it i'm surprised that you would listen to a feedback show of a show that's consistently grinded to a halt i'm listen far be it for me to brag but i feel like you might like how we do it over here you might like how daddy does it you might feedback episodes is for the real fans that's not this ain't the no real bullshit. fans like if you will listen to a feedback show then you fuck with us and i want you to know something anonymous you don't need to be anonymous just put your name on it it's cool i'm gonna read your comment anyway i mean i know you was trying to be sassy and spicy with the whole grind the show to a halt exhaustive extent i get the passive aggressors i speak i speak passive aggressive i speak it okay i i was born to this okay i was raised in the dark okay but um as far as what you're saying there was a few things that i wanted to point out because uh obviously this anonymous comment uh shady as it is um you know is trying to get to some uh some 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 legitimate critiques so there's uh five things number one uh a listener asked a question about jay-z and i was responding to it so that's why i wouldn't say that i mean maybe you felt it was ground to a halt but i will always thoroughly answer a question uh on the podcast if you write into us because that's why our podcast is so much doper than most people's podcasts because they don't give a fuck what y'all think Mm-mm. um and then uh and we do we care uh so if you write in to say well this is how i took it i'm not obligated to then just be like well i guess that's the only way to feel i get to respond and be like well this is how i vibed off of that too we can we don't have to agree we can disagree or whatever but at the end of the day it's my platform it's karen's platform we will always have the last word by the nature of what the fuck we do you know um so yeah if grinding to a halt is answering something thoroughly or discussing something like that that's cool uh so that's number one it didn't come out of nowhere i talked about jay-z on tuesday and i was done with the shit 
but the feedback is for y'all to be able to do it guess what guess what's happening right now we talking about it again if you don't want us to talk about it you probably shouldn't write in about the same shit because we're gonna talk about it again number two i follow the same people on social media all the time and i curate my list so i'm literally talking about the same people who praised jay-z nipsey and were going at jay-z's neck for this freestyle because i don't see everybody i just see the people i fuck with like i just have my settings on there so it's like the only time i see somebody that i don't fuck with on social media is if people are retweeting somebody into my timeline so literally when i'm talking about it, i'm talking about the same people now i may not get into their specific names but that's just to keep it from being messy so we'll get to that point in point four that's right i'm thoroughly grinding the show to a halt because i'm thoroughly answering your question number yeah. three Mm-hmm. and our social media experience is different and mm-hmm. that's very hard that's that's a very hard concept for people to grasp and it's just mine right i'm just right. giving you my opinion like one of the things i find interesting is like when you listen to a podcast because i listen to podcasts i am a much yep. more avid podcast listener than 99 percent of people that listen to us correct um i understand that those are individual people's opinions so as many as i listen to i very rarely interact or reach out or comment or email or anything to podcast if i have a dissenting opinion because they're entitled to their fucking opinion yes they are they and honestly they're just giving their opinion they're one person they're not any more important than me you're not i'm not any more important than them they don't have to arrive to the same conclusions and then and the beauty of it is sometimes you watch people grow and learn and come to different conclusions shit we do all the time yeah i've seen a lot of several people do that information changes and then sometimes we're like yo i felt this way and now i feel a different way the only thing i the only real the only real deal we have with the audience is that we are going to try to be entertaining and that's it so yeah you know i'm 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 okay with people not having the same social media experience as me but i didn't see people just talk about capitalism and why capitalism won't save us i saw it specifically as a slight to jay-z and you know and 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 if it sparked off of jay-z's conversation then you can't disestate you can't say it is not about jay-z because right if someone else would have said the same comment like i said you're not starting when nipsey said it constantly it wasn't capitalism won't save us it was different for him number three um even the idea of launching it we kind of got to it even the idea of launching into a conversation about capitalism rather than directly talking about jay-z and his freestyle is proof that people care more about jay-z being the one who brought it up when it was nipsey it was universally praised about the block help your fellow black folks living there right uh and nipsey put this constantly in a lot of his music uh number four i keep it to general opinions because i don't want to go on our show and name specific people's names Mm -mm. because that would only be messy and cause more problems so instead i talk in general sentiment and tone of conversations from my perspective based on who you choose to follow on social media you will have a different experience than i do correct very simple uh and number five most importantly thank you for listening appreciate you Mm -hmm. all right uh let's see we had the poll have you ever tried crack yes or no karen Mm -mm. karen has not tried crack Mm-mm, i told i told y'all them damn programs i was the kid that was like no two drugs all right um one percent of people in our audience have tried crack 99 percent have not i was scared uh monique says i'm praying enough- still am oh go ahead <laughs> still are you still am yeah 
they said i'm like is it prescribed then no yeah they made crack sound better than sex and i was like if something is better than sex i definitely don't want to fuck with that yeah and <laughs> like like, like you can fuck up your whole life just off of sex and i'm a square <laughs> too like i am a hundred i don't know where you get it i don't know the slang names i'm like a little grandma what the fuck is that what is it called and i'm scared the police gonna come arrest me just from being around it so i'm like get away i'm one of them people that's like get away from me because i don't want to be no accessory and i'm just floating by i you know i know police bust in and everybody going to jail they don't give a fuck if you knew or didn't know no get that shit away from me karen living in the beginning of that stevie wonder song <laughs> they got just me good enough just enough mm. for the city mm. i watched the first 48 they be like i don't know they be like bitch i don't care you was in the facility you locked up too <laughs> i go to jail it's gonna be on my own accord it ain't gonna be because you put me there you having a whole nightmare over there you okay for real? i'm sorry you grinding the show to a halt right now <laughs> well damn it it got to stop <laughs> uh so the uh the comments monique says i'm praying that n- the number stays at 100 percent because bitch smiley face it's a 39 votes thus far even the thought of crack is terrifying to me i grew up on a block in brooklyn where the broken crack vows used to be visible on the concrete just thinking about it makes me really sad and that was my reality but we made it through that drug dependency free blessings to those that weren't as fortunate makes you grateful let me tell you something agreed let me tell you something not to get too deep on this but y'all realize that most of our aversion to crack is knowing that with black people it is the tightrope that we're walking and it leads to essentially your death not just from drugs or drug overdose but i mean like prison incarceration mm-hmm. um homelessness you know financial instability don't you know what's fucking with crack right now the, the motherfucking oxycodone ass white people come on like they shit strong as crack mess. yeah they out here on, on them pills fucked up man and it's crazy because like the stigma is totally different because it's not a punitive approach like we're scared like the quote-unquote good kids were scared of crack because you were scared like it wasn't like you said i'm morally better or i'm going to do this because i'm a no we were scared of prison scared of jail scared of our parents you know losing everything stealing stuff scared of financial instability like we didn't just it wasn't just the dare program it was also the fear of as a as it being a black drug you were going to like throw your whole life away white people are not scared of these motherfucking prescription pills and shit that they doing dog because it's just totally different mm-hmm. and guess what the face of it changes you get the commercials every to have compassion the motherfucking laws they they changed yeah you, uh, you just don't gotta be scared though because the law is about how do we save and get these kids these white kids off of drugs with black people is how do we throw these crackheads in jail and get them away from the neighborhood you know it's crazy man but that's why we really was feeling that's why the fear care just expressed that's where it comes from because drugs are so <laughs> i mean if you think about drugs are supposed to be a good time like i got high it was fun right people talk about cocaine we don't go uh-huh, cocaine like we don't do it like that you know we you know we from around me oh my god like we don't do that shit we do it for crack 
you know what i mean not even heroin do we do it and heroin fucked up the black community just as bad if not worse uh especially during the 70s and shit it's coming back like but we don't have that stigma around heroin because you don't get your whole life thrown away over a little bit of heroin crack nigga they catch you with like a rock they're like death nigga get the fuck alpha you're never coming back to you where you live like right wow so like i said and and honey they caught me with the fear because i'm like nigga no yeah uh really dark night says dog i just knew this was gonna be a hundred percent pole that smile went off my face quick quick fast nigga what <laughs> eve says crack is whack and brooklyn shoe babe says i got questions for the one percent that said yes are you okay did you get addicted can i pray for you yeah i do wish i could interview somebody like yo what was that crack like because i mean probably i mean that's the thing man a lot of um the stuff we think around crack is just complete stereotypes too like right it's so addictive it'll make you you'll be sucking dick by tuesday there were there were functioning crackheads and shit yes uh when i uh years ago when i uh worked at this restaurant one of the uh food prep people she was a she she wasn't on it anymore but she was a functioning uh crackhead and she would tell you know she would openly talk about it she was like no i don't do it no more she said but yes i function i kept a job i went to work every day i paid my bills i was never homeless but i was on that shit Mm -hmm. i worked with a woman that was on crack and worked at mcdonald's with me she was a manager she was all over the place all right we had episode uh 1893 the black king of england got some comments here sim simma says i barely made it 10 minutes in and i laughed so hard at the dead squirrel eating couple how do you eat wild mongolian squirrel and buy plane tickets rod tried to kill me this show is the best part of my monday let me go enjoy the rest of this episode y'all are the best thank you thank you shara says so about the mayor who had the cops called on him there's a long history of political misconduct in mount vernon new york the mayor the former mayor ernie davis pleaded guilty to tax evasion charges while he was in office the current mayor mentioned in your segment was arrested in march on corruption charges i'm not really fucked with at all about the cops being called on his ass and then someone uh elise writes in i used to work uh for the local paper in westchester i always thought that the mayor looked like a great value drake love anonymous just kidding elise (laughs) (laughs) damn yeah like i said i could just my, my, my senses went off i could tell something was up with that nigga uh andrea says listen when rod hit that save note from uh smallville thing so oh somebody save yeah i fucking lost it great show as always fam thank, thank you. you but mill says there were two stories you discussed when where i agreed the right thing happened but i still feel fucked with first was the cop that shot the lady who called 911 in minnesota did you know that the prosecutor when faced with the officer's testimony that he saw something moving in the alley that looked threatening asked what's so threatening about blonde hair and a pink shirt Ooh, i did not know that it's been if that had been a black woman they would have not asked that question because niggers are naturally threatening so it's understandable that the cop killed philando castile and it's understandable that the cop killed mike brown because we are barely civilized beasts that will inflict pain and violence without a moment's notice i do think the cop needs to go to prison because there's this attitude amongst police in the u.s that the most important part of their job is going home safe at the expense of everything else come on not a duty to protect and serve the public but to make sure nothing happens to them the officer this attitude seems to provide cover for all manners of transgressions i slammed the 14 year old to the ground and emptied my service revolver into him because he presented a threat and at the end of the day i need to get home to my family this case fucks with me because we are yet to see the same level of accountability when the victim is black 
yeah uh, yep i'm pretty obvious i did not know about that uh the judge saying that shit though jesus uh the second is louis farrakhan i actually think it's good to facebook ban this nigga he's always saying some hateful shit about gay people and about women and jews it isn't lost on me that white evangelicals spout the same hateful rhetoric and are allowed to flourish on the platform they should also be booted it's kind of like the Kazi situation if he had tried hadn't tried to buy nbc white america would have ignored his history of sexual assault and he would be a free man today i'm kidding i know he wasn't trying to buy nbc <laughs> but my point is just that he, there's a history of black men by being falsely accused of violating white women by looking at them doesn't mean that kazi isn't a piece of shit rapist applied to farrakhan just because he can wax eloquently about racial injustice doesn't belie the fact that he would seek to ignore and vilify a large swath of the black community because of their sexuality yeah the thing with farrakhan that was the only part that bothered me was that you just know that they're gonna keep like some hateful white supremacist racist preachers who are just mainstream preachers on those platforms that's all that's the only thing that bothered me honestly i i am not here to make Louis farrakhan the victim when i really do think he says some really messed up things and not just agree to disagree shit but things that i feel like you know any religious leader that practices in those things i i just could not i could not follow uh, and i don't know how i but 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 you guys know that about me i've never really been able to fuck with religion in general because of that i just can't understand you walk into this room every sunday or saturday or whenever you worship and there's just a, a chance that this guy's gonna just talk about you know gay people's humanity as if they're just less than human they're gonna talk about jewish people he's gonna talk about women who are mostly the people who go to these churches and and keep them afloat you know they're gonna just shit on these people in their faces like you ain't shit and i whatever that impulse is that makes people want to come back for that or want to believe in something that would a lot for that i don't have it you know and i don't and i don't want to have it to be honest like if that's if that's what god's work is then i i don't really want to mess with it and the difference is in the black community church was one of the few places we were allowed to congregate without supervision and yes it was and so historically the black church and black worship houses has been so important and synonymous with revolution with organizing with uh boycotting things of this nature and you know uh, chicago and the nation of islam no strangers to that i mean that's a huge power base for a lot of black people but i just think everything has a time and maybe it's time to for me i don't feel the sentimentality of needing to hold on to it and i get that there's a lot of black people and uh specifically straight black men that would be like nah this is worth preserving even with it being messed up because at least it's some level of a foothold to power and um and maybe there are muslim people that feel that way too uh, american muslim people i don't know but i I don't share that opinion and and i don't know i i don't see the significance of him having a platform um when i just think that some of the things he does is just it's so bad i I don't know how anyone can ignore it and and like i don't see how this can be a just take the good situation like those are some pretty fucked up things to to be talking about and you know you can't have it both ways where you go he's not a powerful figure and then give him credit for all this work that he's done in the black community nah then he is a powerful figure then he might not be powerful enough to say kill all the jews and then black people just start killing jewish people 
uh you hope um but but that doesn't mean that he has no power and no no like why are they picking on this poor old man like he's somebody he's somebody you know and this is part of the deal with associating with him and shit and then of course the, the other part that bothers me is when it comes to this kind of shit the people that are moderating these these websites they think these things are equal and yes. i and as much as i think uh louis farrakhan should be taken off of there i don't equate him with alex jones so they think you know like oh yeah they we're taking alex jones off and louis farrakhan i'm thinking not nah, taking billy graham jr off and louis farrakhan is much more in line to me yeah as far as being on the same level yes. yeah that's much more in line and so to know that farrakhan's gone and those religious type of like bigots essentially 700 club motherfuckers pat robertson is gonna still when is he gonna die anyway it's still gonna it's still gonna be on there that, forever yeah that's the part that bothers me that's the part like and i feel y'all if y'all are bothered by that too but i'm just trying to be open and transparent and i'm not gonna get on here and fake the funk on some you know black people we just got to fight for this nah i understand if you i don't feel like fighting for this they can have them uh one separate on a separate note the this bubonic plague mess makes me realize how fragile our modern world is some douchebag decides to eat a wild rodent in mongolia and exposes a plane full of people to the motherfucking black death the bubonic plague also why it's got to be the black death huh emil uh brooklyn shoe babe says i've never been in the wild but i do live in nyc we got squirrels rats and pigeons that i'm positive would kill me if i walk too close to them so i'm so i'm sure as fuck uh fucking hell (laughs) i'm sure as fucking hell know that ingesting that those nasty motherfuckers will make take me smooth out if i had to choose between zombie apocalypse or dying from eating a squirrel it's gonna be death by zombie i heard they ate it raw too i didn't i did laugh my ass off when you said that white people would would get vaccinations if they thought the lack of them would turn them black yep no it wouldn't uh <laughs> uh they would kick us over to right. get to it you know there's a one percent chance your child will just turn into a black kid around 15 years old if uh if you don't get uh this vaccination they'll be like give me that shit well it, well we also it also has a 50 50 chance of giving your child autism i don't care about that anymore i just don't want to be a nigger come on all of a sudden attitude will change uh if a bartender oversee over over serves a mass shooter should they be punished yes or no can yeah i mean because it's it's a catch-22 i understand put like this if you're gonna have a law that states that the bartender is held accountable the law shouldn't be the bartender the restaurant should be held accountable not the bartender a bartender is the employee with an extent a bartender is an employee of a restaurant the restaurant should be held accountable if the restaurant was held accountable you know what would be there bouncers or somebody to be sure that when the bartender says you've had enough that bouncer would get them the fuck out of your restaurant but because you're not holding restaurants accountable you want to hold individual people accountable like that's the problem that i have because my thing is this you're talking about a lot of bartenders you have men bartenders but when you're talking about women bartenders and you're telling a fucking grown-ass man that can literally reach across the counter and choke you to death no you can't have something else to drink and there's no barrier there's nothing there to prevent him from lashing back at her how should that person be held accountable yeah the thing for me is uh, i don't think they should be held accountable because we don't even hold 
the people that sold the mass shooter the gun accountable no we do not and the gun is what actually kills people like it just seems like a just seems like some behind the like some uh what do you call that shit hindsight type of like let's punish them because this thing happened anyway 83 percent of people say no 17 percent say yes dr tiff says i agree with you rod did he have on the i'm crazy as hell shirt that is not her fault there are people who say wild shit at bars all the time and nothing comes of it but these gun laws no need to change that that's ridiculous yeah it's also crazy because like he could have came in there every night and talked like that it's the one night that he does something that's like we need to get this bartender right so if he came in and blown her fucking head off you'd have been an old poor bartender yeah monique says this episode was so necessary please don't apologize for how heavy these stories get they're our reality and it should slap us in the face i shared with my sister that freddie gray's family received six million from baltimore philando castile's mother got a big settlement and on and on yeah she got like 2.1 million but not only are the lack of convictions of the officers that kill black men not even shocking now but the number in the settlement is often astounding this woman's family was able to not only get a conviction because the cop was black but also got a 20 million dollar payout that's just breathtaking so what in is black life really worth the system isn't broken it's purposeful and every day we're seeing it thank you for putting the magnifying glass on that truly monique thank you thank you Amon says i voted yes but i wish there was a it depends option for the story y'all read i would say no but i could fathom a situation where they should be charged too for at least negligence but she didn't seem like she was being willfully negligent yeah well see what what i think is funny is i do think this story meets the qualifications for that law um because she did text somebody like yo this motherfucker is tripping like she had cognizance of the fact that he was tripping and might be about to do something and she kept serving him drinks my thing is this i'm a bartender not a police officer i don't have a weapon if a nigga is in my bar in a state where you can open carry and he's spinning knives on the table talking about what the fuck he gonna do i'm literally gonna do what it takes to keep him happy and get him the fuck out of my restaurant forever that's it and especially if he's a regular or somebody now he knows why i work what i look like if i cut him off and we have an altercation or something he could come back any day and be like i'm gonna fuck you up you know so i i just think the level of like bravery and responsibility we're requiring from a fucking bartender is this is not a guy who went out driving when you knew you were over serving him you know what i mean like this is something totally different than that and i don't know how you predict a spree killer or mass killer what if he just would have went home and beat his wife do i have to is that on me you know it's just it just seems too much about hindsight being 2020 of well if this wouldn't have happened he wouldn't have did it like we don't know that no you don't and also it's one of those things too let's say she would have quote-unquote went to the manager the fucking manager odds are would have said serve him anyway because even but here's i mean even if they just said cut him out right but i'm saying even if it's the manager it don't matter who it is right it don't matter what would it matter who the fuck we are talking about people getting killed by a gun in another mass shooting in a country that has just thousands of them at this point what the fuck does it matter if if he had too many beers like you know what i'm saying it's like let's focus on this so we don't focus on this epidemic level problem over here are all the mass shooters drunk no so what the fuck does it matter that this guy was it just doesn't matter uh really dark knight says that cat was spinning a knife in the bar according to that story a knife 
how did this police how did the police miss that part of the story where it was critical for her to not get cut up that's her fault that let's that's not negligence that's intelligence come on buddy right that's how i feel and brooklyn shubay says i'm a librarian i sit behind the desk of the public if i'm in a prone position someone comes in and is threatening i'm going to fucking accommodate them until he leaves and then i'll call the cops or whatever and straight up not to come off as two races but white guys are out there fucking tripping what is the bartender supposed to do play the odds and cut off every white man behind the ages of 21 to 65 that has more than one drink get the fuck out of here with that bullshit All right how's she supposed to stay in business white people come in blowing off steam in bars like all the time that's not a oh the you time, know my nigga. like let's not get carried away um all right so we had episode uh episode 1894 black executive fan fiction i found out a lot of y'all are fans of this genre as well mm-hmm. it's not just me Mm-mm. and i also found out some holes in my resume for black executive fan fiction that i need to go back and fill in and i will i already have uh on netflix i have obsessed uh in my queue right now i haven't seen that either okay you know gotta go we support watch Beyonce. That together madam butterfly says i just like to quickly say y'all's pauses when you read something wild or severely underrated i don't be watching the crowd cast all the time but i silently be shaking my head with y'all <laughs> uh thank you mitchell s says hey Ryder karen as always i have to say i love the show and y'all are awesome i love black executive fan fiction movies when i don't feel like doing much on the weekends i find myself watching a lot of movies on my amazon prime i think rye has a valid point about how the black characters have to do the most to keep what they have they literally have to fight life and limb in a very egregious way but in some aspects it is the reality we live in in some cases it's get rich or die trying because depending on your career field you could be the best and still won't be enough yeah it's really like a whole diet like i i'm sure i could write a like long essay or or some shit like a chapter of a book that was just about black executive fan fiction and essentially how it's about capitalism will never give black people the american dream or you know you would have to give something up in order to do it but who has the time a few of my favorite black executive fan fiction movies include obsessed with idris and beyonce daddy's girls now see i'm questioning daddy's girls because do do, i mean i i know it's like a tyler perry one is there like some somebody trying to come and like fuck do he have to get violent to save the girls or something because if it's just like black people having a divorce spat or some shit that don't count Mm -mm. it only count if there's some sort of nebulous like threat to this to the black dream that's that's when it kind of it's just like this nigga yes like pursuit of happiness yeah like pursuit of happiness isn't one no like you gotta get stalked you gotta niggas gotta try to rob your house niggas gotta want to like kidnap your kids or try to sex traffic you it's gotta be some type of like you can't die yeah yeah well obviously i mean well some no you can die you You can can die die. i mean somebody gonna live but i don't watch plenty of people die in these movies karen i've seen it uh shit i think traffic uh omar Epps died like uh paula Patton lived but omar Epps got his ass killed by them white folks um the family that prays i feel like i saw that one i nah i think that's just Mm-mm. black people fighting about Mm-mm. like divorce and shit yeah i don't consider that one either Mm-mm. uh and realistically any other movie was annihilate them and more chestnut now there are a lot of those uh but but just i just want y'all to know not everything is black executive fan fiction um because some of it is just black i mean they have some elements i know what y'all saying like they have good jobs they have um 
does look like they just the job doesn't match the pay ever you know mm-hmm. oh what are you oh i'm a internet advertiser and that's why you just bought this 3.7 million lamborghini um straight cash hmm Hmm. never even heard of this company must be some big time ads Hmm. yeah i'm a social media developer oh okay okay and uh so was that pay about forty thousand? no this is my i own all of this (laughs) this this, whole island is mine this is my island (laughs) like oh okay black executive fanfic so it does have elements of it i'm not all the way Mm -mm. down but i'm just saying the element is this threat this existential threat that always has to happen in the movies so okay if it's just black people in a rom-com black people getting a divorce black people splitting child custody not the same unless one of them black people go crazy try to kill the other one ah that's that yeah that's true and yeah yeah some sometimes they do die yes i forgot yeah they do die um because like y'all said they're always in these type of movies this is why i love this podcast because y'all just get me y'all my people lol peace thanks mitchell thank you amar says y'all this episode had me in my feelings originally i was going to leave a voicemail but every time i got in the mood about what i wanted to say i get so angry and bothered it's my holy month of ramadan for us muslims and we really try really hard not to get angry or cursed during this month and if i left the voicemail about this aisha curry thing i'd be angry and cursed so hopefully y'all don't mind cursing and voicing my botheredness for me if it is not too much trouble could you read my comments as a mixture of an incredulous millie grant and uh indignant leslie jones i don't even know what that would sound like so (laughs) no but i will read it here they are everyone's acting like they don't understand what aisha is talking about is a damn lie they are either perpetrators of this blatant disrespectful bullshit or they're blind but every every but even being blind is no excuse because ray charles pulled mad bitches oh he he out here hummingbird ass niggas i've peaked this game since i was nine women coming up to my dad in the store acting like they want to talk about his work or they were interested in becoming a foster parent no you're not ho you're interested all right and interested in breaking up my happy family and he's only locally known i can only imagine how bold some folks are when your husband is famous famous and i believe her comments about not get oh you know another thing i want to bring up because this also gets lost in the people that didn't watch the clip and maybe i didn't mention it every last one of those women had stories about it Mm-hmm. jada had stories about it yeah that was all sharing yeah sonya had stories about it you can tell who didn't watch the clip or who just don't like aisha curry and isolated the clip to these this woman is tripping and it's like well all of them said that they were all talking about the same thing which is these women that will just shoot their shot right in front of your face unless you insert yourself um and i believe her comments about not getting the same kind of attention was more about the hypocrisy of it all rather than being insecure well she did literally say that she had an insecurity around it you know i think the hypocrisy of it maybe led to that or exacerbated that insecurity you know nothing wrong with being insecure man people i I really wish there were certain words i wish weren't so such loaded terms like people didn't use them as insults all the time right like one of them is uh and i had to change watch my language around it because i will say these things without feeling because I, I feel like it's straightforward and that's the best description of my feelings and then people will be like no no don't say that but insecure is one like insecure is one word where i'm just like yeah i i, I felt insecure about this or you know or maybe you feel insecure around this and people flinch up like what the fuck like you don't don't ever say i'm insecure it's like everybody is insecure about something about something about something because like you say everybody has their own personal needs and like you say within relationships you might have certain things that you demand of your mate because of insecurities and you know and people don't want to admit that but every 
body has them in some way shape form or fashion whether you recognize it or not it is there baby yeah and so you know like i said it's weird because in that segment all these women are like you got jada talking about will like yes i went through this same thing like you know dating will or being you know married to will being partners with will whatever phase of my relationship i went through this too uh sonya curry literally said she went through it too with dale that's her mother-in-law she's right there i don't know why people are acting like aisha was at this table saying wild shit and everyone at the table was like i can't like just running out of the room like, i can't believe the audacity like it was a conversation that was open and honest in a room full of women that were sharing and it just happened to be broadcast for the world but um you know i i, I think you know her her being open and honest about being in, having an insecurity for on the one side is drawing certain people to her that really weren't fucking with her in the first place right because it's like well i can relate to that i i think your other comments weren't things i agree with but now i think it's brave of you to be to admit you're insecure because nobody fucking does it anymore everybody's the perfect person everyone has a perfect avatar online and especially when you consider what her brand is it do, it serves her in no way to come out and tell us she's anything less than a happy wife at home who is living the best life and feels great about herself every day she wakes up right because that's her brand like her brand is to make you think about cooking and child care and uh you know all that type of stuff motherly womanly like of advice quote unquote you know we're talking you know like she want to be that martha stewart type but she had a moment of some real shit and that always will derail um because we as americans as a society we not used to getting real shit from people we consider to be like commercial entities and she took a step outside of the commercial entity for a second and said yo sometimes i'll be feeling sad so i like she talks about having anxiety in that interview like it's just crazy to me what people either a didn't watch that interview and took from it or they took from it after watching which would be even more weird to me because in the context i didn't find any of this to be so offensive mm-hmm it's all steeped in misogyny and like karen said the women are seeing this property and it's almost expected to or easily given if a man has a wondering eye or cheats unless his wife is equally or more famous than him it's like that joke chris rock had about how if a guy sees another guy with a great woman he goes wow she she i need to find a woman like her but if a woman sees a great man she goes wow he's great i need to get him oh this isn't a group project he's great because i did all this work i'm great therefore he's great now he would not be him without me take me out of the picture and you'll just be left with a lump of clay i had to work with <laughs> and that's why olivia pope messes messes up that's why olivia pope messes up falling in love with fits and sad ass you are a boy you are a boy that house that's the house that molly built millie built okay ran over sorry if i was all over the place with this but many a woman knows what it's like to meet one of your husband's classmates friends associate and you can tell they like him by how overly nice they are to you they give you a big hug after looking you up and down their energy is all off compared to other women friends the difference with me is i don't keep that to myself and try to be cute about it i tell him right away don't trust that girl and i always been right love y'all Amon. yeah like like i said man i i think people can at least relate to the situation but i think when you don't like somebody then it's easier to to make them seem like the crazy person in the mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. um and i'm not saying that there aren't people that overreact and are aggressive and jealous and possessive and all that stuff i mean i it didn't sound like she was necessarily aggressive about it um but she's just like i'm aware of it you know i'm not oblivious to the fact that 
motherfuckers are like literally shooting a shot at my man in my face and i gotta just sit there and take it like nah sometimes i insert myself like hey this is mine chill out Evie says right you forgot to mention a black executive fan fiction hall of famer uh featuring our lord and savior beyonce christ and idris elba obsessed that movie was so bad it was good i love those types of movies because the plots are so ridiculously over the top but it's good seeing black people living the american dream in that big fancy house with ambiguous jobs another good one is no good deed i feel like i saw no good deed who's that by i google it i feel like i saw oh wait i did that's to roger p henson and then idris knocked on her door right i wanted to see that one and i don't think i saw it Mm i think that's the one yo is that the one in the chat room which y'all is that right i um, don't remember all right her husband had some kind of executive was some kind of executive and they lived in a huge house and then idris came oh yeah that's it that's it it just came to fuck everything up so glad they now have a category of their own yo i did not know yo i gotta get into that uh and uh, last hmm? i just laughing and lastly kimberly s says first i want to say your show is amazing it helps me process current events where it's not so heavy on my heart uh also when i hear you guys laughing and celebrating it feels like a win for me as well let me stop before i drop a couple thug tears keep doing what you're doing you guys are great thank you in my opinion insecurity does not excuse misogyny when aisha curry interrupted the reporter doing her job that was sexual harassment what reporter doing what 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 job am i tripping was that uh let me google this because uh Oh, we definitely didn't talk about that uh, in my chat room y'all know what she's talking about one period of time she was going to have like a cooking show or something um i don't know like I, we that definitely was a part of the discussion we had Mm-mm. but uh i will look for it i'll google for it real quick so that we can have we can talk about it too mm-hmm. uh aisha curry female reporter interviews steph curry as his wife swoops in okay maybe she cussed this woman out or some shit i'll put it on screen so we all can watch together um oh i know Roz gold um man that's a bad one i don't know if y'all know her she does the uh the warriors games um uh, she she is fine uh <laughs> uh uh let me see if i can find uh bring it on screen it's just moving slow um, but i do but now i'm looking at the the screen cap i think i remember this and i think i took from it what you took from it i didn't see it as a as a sexual harassment um with this reporter um because it's not like she touched the reporter she didn't say anything to her that was i thought out of out of line what it what it i thought it was cute it was uh steph um i think it was 2015 and it was Steph getting interviewed after the game, after winning this big game. And uh, Aisha came up and kissed him on his shoulder, just like a little, like, you know, little quick kiss or whatever. Uh, and she walked off. And also in the video, I believe her mom was there as well. Um, like, I mean, his mom was there as well. So it wasn't like, you know, and his, and they was looking like they had fun with it like it didn't t- come off to me as like i'm trying to you know like bitch back up off my man you know um but maybe that's just me i i mean this shit happened in 2015 i definitely didn't make love of it um 
but i'm also not in the like aisha curry like debate hive Mm-mm. and it seems like that's what i'm discovering the more we talk about it is that there's a mm-hmm. she's been a controversial figure to a lot of people for a long time now and i think especially considering that a lot of uh a lot of fucked up dudes use her as the avatar of um you just what y'all females need to be like and bashing women upside the head right? yeah so um i think that 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 it became that why is this video not coming up i know it's for the load but um i'll finish your i'll finish your thing and try to come back and see if it's loaded but um yeah i think a lot of people might have taken it that way um but uh i don't know uh calling the reporter a hoe and adding her wow well did she do that you know like because i feel like this is i feel like that yeah these are those people with those agendas something happened she she's not the one and other people are going out and doing this bullshit and i feel like this is kind of my point a lot of people decided to make her the avatar of the pygmy right now this does not mean that everything she said was on the you know like on the the, perfect right what do you call it the uh progressive side i mean like i said we talked about it at the time when she made the comments about the well i like to keep it covered up keep the good stuff covered up for the one who matters and all shit and you know that's her opinion the expressing on the internet is dangerous you got to be careful with that shit and she got fried um but after that a lot of people picked up an agenda that was her juxtaposed to other women and those other women all having to be hoes and shit Uh, i've never seen her like court that or anything and she's even made comments telling people to leave women alone and that she supports any choice a woman wants to make when it comes to how they dress i don't know why she would need to apologize to this reporter for other people calling her a hoe and shit when she didn't say or imply anything like that i'm glad aisha is open and honest but she didn't apologize or address her misogyny my friend was awake she's beautiful and a lesbian she would address the wife while serving and still get disrespected and not tipped a woman's husband can go after a single woman and the woman will be blamed steph curry needs to grow up and make sure he's representing his wife yeah this sound like you've been arguing online baby he's a nice guy he i'm does, sorry you know this sound yeah. like you we're not the people you're arguing with somebody who is not here at, the, at this moment he's a nice guy he doesn't even know well he is the one in a relationship and should ultimately have the responsibility sorry if that if this doesn't make sense lol i'm typing fast have a great day guys thank you for writing in baby but yeah you're arguing with people that are not present to defend themselves yeah i don't want to be mean but i d- did not follow your uh points Mm-mm. on that one i'm sorry but i i didn't see it and i and trying to find the video of this i don't know why it's bring maybe i can find another but i've seen another. the video before i i like i do remember when this happened it just to me not a big deal um Porter. let me see if i just go to video and search for it but yeah i when it happened i just remember being like oh that's i mean because it was also i think people forget it was also around the same time that um that um who was it uh it was the same time that like riley curry was um precious look what was, was like big and we were all about steph's family and then mm-hmm. aisha comes over and his mom is celebrating um keep in mind aisha and Roz are cool like they take pictures together and shit um i'm looking at a picture of them together right now on my screen like it's not like 
there's not some the boy is mine type of beef it's tell but let me tell you what a, in my opinion what a real misogyny comes in is that a woman like rosgo who is fine as fuck obviously and doing just doing her job is considered a threat because she's always talking to black men after they play a basketball game i've watched those interviews those men are so fucking professional and i think it's because you you almost are under moisture to be professional yes you are because you are talking to a fine woman and people are projecting sex onto everything she does so her just doing her job after the game is you know it's like people are treating it like are they gonna fuck you know and i think the idea that aisha curry could have come over and kissed steph on the on the on the shoulder during an interview would say uh you know with any with any with, with um what's my man name? israel gutierrez we we wouldn't have that feeling of like this is a threat like she is up here trying to tell him that's my man you better back off of him like i didn't catch it that way you know it felt like they were celebrating to me now here's the clip Get the um, sound on i'm gonna turn it on okay here's the clip and i'm turning on the sound i'm turning it all the way up uh because it looked like they're recording it from a tv uh oh they are i'm just not realizing that they are now you saw did y'all see that you see his wife the mom is right behind him too looking at Roz. like it's not that's not a threat those people kick it with each other i mean unless Roz has said different Like I like to take that as they are threatening Roz, I think is a stretch. I don't Everybody's know. What do you smiling. think? Aaron? Like there's nothing like I didn't see any facial expressions that will be like, Okay, who you think you are? And that's celebrating after the game. Right. And then and there were rumors that were, were like, Oh, she was drunk, they were drunk because they were celebrating, but you know, I don't know if that's true or not. That's just rumors. Um What is the significance of this moment? and so then Roz called um aisha over like come back come here i don't know if y'all can see but aisha has her hand around Roz's. like mm-hmm. i'm not catching this vibe of like bitch stay away from my man but i mean maybe this is the nicest stay away from my man that anyone could politely do to anyone right just like i'm gonna go over there and be super friendly to this woman i remember uh three years ago having a speech just like draymond did the fans for a great playoff run that ended uh against san antonio and from then, then on to now it's been a, it's been a great journey so i'm um, just proud of everybody in this, in this warrior uh Group and looking forward to next two and a half months. Thank you, Steph. I'm gonna take it to the woman, the woman by your side, the woman making the magic happen. Come here, Aisha. Let us hit She said, We can't wait. We can't wait to go home and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might be drunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is for her third child. That's how they got three. Right? Steph, Steph laughing. Oh, 
and that's the other thing too is that um this is um the she roz is also the golden state warriors reporter so this isn't like tnt or whatever right so they, they have a relationship they got yes they know each other so i don't know man i'm not listen i'm not saying that that, that the way i see it is the only way to see it maybe that really was just like the biggest passive aggressive like get the fuck away from my man but Roz interview Steph like I don't know they play 41 home games so probably like 30 sometimes a, a year that he the best player and they gotta talk to him after the game like um and that is a few years ago I just think I see it differently I did not see that as like this uh you know I didn't see it as this threat or misogyny towards uh Roz um in that way it seemed like people that have become friendly because they work together and that's you know part of the environment to me mm-hmm. but like i said maybe you didn't see it that way karen what'd you think oh like like i said i i there was nothing in that that would indicate that there was attitude or anything like that like you said if if that's what she was doing that that was the nicest hey bitch get away from my man a gesture that i've ever seen in my life yeah oh well. And like I said, baby, I think that you've been online talking and arguing with people maybe in real life, and we're not those people. Yeah, you got to be careful because, like, real talk, man, I, and I, I've done it before, and it happens still to me, but you see a conversation online, you're like, is this the conversation that everybody's having? But I think a lot of these motherfucking, like, just trash ass either because uh, it's, it's either trash dudes who hold up Aisha but don't really want Aisha let's be frank they don't want to be because the thing with a woman like aisha curry is that also comes with a lot of commitment to your family uh uh you know church um all that stuff like you're like you don't ever really see stuff out here doing all the cool shit that these other niggas do it's actually funny how people like laugh at like oh look at these niggas dancing in the club and it's him dancing with his wife but that's what is fun for him because that's the kind of dude you gotta be coming from that background i mean you don't have to be but that's the kind of kids dale and sonya raised and that corny shit is for a lot of people what makes love work it's the corny shit it's not the cool shit come on Mm-mm. and i i think she becomes an avatar for a lot of stuff and as much as she is an avatar for the i'm gonna bash all these other women in the head with this what a good woman is and y'all ain't shit she's also an avatar for a certain type of like i'm going to bash her because i'm tired of these churched up women judging me and shit like that um the stuff that people have attributed to like a couple of tweets is it's ridiculous to me the same way it was when it was brother nature and the same way it is when like people bring up like old people's old ass tweets like what about this i'm like yeah i feel the same way during that shit too where it's like this is a little ridiculous that we that you would attribute so much to just one moment you know um so i think she's become an avatar for a lot of people in a way that it doesn't really see her humanity anymore Mm -mm. um that being said it's not that i feel like she got to be the greatest person on the earth or i would agree with her politics all the way and shit she clearly is probably religious she clearly um has some levels of that like um we that, that chastity that a lot of people have you know mm-hmm. that late that church lady kind of thing going which is not my vibe but i don't need to see her be torn down for it and as long as she not tearing other women down i'm cool she had a moment a moment and it's it's like that shit has lingered forever because people 
couldn't wait to just throw her in the fucking like as a symbol in this in this battle this eternal battle between men and women online you know and women and women unfortunately there's a lot of women that use her to bash other women as well mm-hmm. you know and it's all bullshit and women should be free to make whatever fucking choice they want with their body and their clothes and it really shouldn't matter correct um anyway do you like black executive fan fiction movies was a poll yes no or never have never seen one 14 percent of y'all have never seen one 23 percent of y'all don't like them and so that leaves 63 percent of our audience that likes them um let's see justin w says i like black executive fan fiction movies y'all are unsung heroes for coining this genre one of my favorites is obsessed who knew that what idris elber was doing for work uh (laughs) stephanie says child i love these movies i knew to watch i need to watch more i still need to watch acrimony so i too want to figure out how the fuck taraji got on that boat listen that movie is fucking hilarious i don't know why people don't watch more of these monique says oh man you spoiled the plot to all the movies i was never gonna watch uh (laughs) i'm going i'm dying at the accuracy of the tropes of black executive fan fiction genre boomerang might have kicked it off long live strange strange nah boomerang don't count it's a rom-com just star black people very fine line y'all there was no mass killer he had to remind me of that there you was gotta nobody have, killing gotta have the existential straight you gotta have the existential threat to the blackness other than that it's just a rom-com with some black people in it not that there's anything wrong with that Mm-mm. alicia says i love these movies my favorite was obsessed as well on another note regarding men who expect women to be their everything i've been that woman who they expect to fix all their shit that was created before me while at the same time needing to keep it all together and fix my own shit as well and by the late 20s i was like fuck that i'm now 31 and have never have been single ever since and i'm starting to enjoy it i'm glad you're starting to enjoy it mm-hmm. step on into you okay amar says when you were talking about black executive fan fiction uh b-e-f-f i realized that uh most of the ones i've seen were with idris elba no good deed and obsessed so i really just like idris elba movies and does twas count y'all remember that movie yo i never Mm. here's my problem with those with those movies i only saw them on like cinemax later the skinemax late at night they're like like twas there's more than one of them like twa two twa three and all this shit i don't remember those yeah they're black like the problem is they come on so late at night y'all i thought they were like skinamax movies ah so i was just like when the fuck is the fucking gonna start duh you was disappointed so i've never liked them because i just went in with expectations of like is some fucking happening or not because this is at the same hour it's on skinamax 17 at 3 a.m on a saturday somebody yes, need to get the, the fuck. fake fucking yeah somebody get to have somebody the body's just banging y'all you know you yeah. been looking like there's no way that woman would bounce that far if y'all was actually having intercourse so i don't know the plot to twice is there an existential threat is someone being murdered is someone trying to kill people is someone trying to take this american drink Stalking. i thought it was just about black people fucking and trying to have like so you get were kind of disappointed popping off so i no, I'm, i haven't seen them i'm saying oh okay i'm asking i've never finished one so i'm asking are they black executive fan fiction oh, or is i this, don't know or is this just y'all being like it's really a romance and then we're calling it black executive fan fiction because we don't know where these niggas work i uh, is a difference uh, uh, so is people getting killed and stalked and threatened and all this shit or not oh somebody said thin line between love and hate 
that's a good one that okay that's a good one because she went crazy tried to kill that man she went insane and he i think he was like a dj at a club or some mm-hmm. shit she lost her then, mind then he like bought a club like where he get that money from like who knows i need to watch that one again but that one counts okay lynn whitfield mwah, a tour they motherfucking force up come in that on bitch. she left that she cake crazy she left that cake with that knife in on his doorstep man listen now that's a good one whoever came up with that one that's a good catch um let's see uh y'all remember that movie with the original go-to light-skinned light-eyed actor gary dorden freddie's boyfriend on a different world lol i only see beff when an actor i really like is in it or is in one or i'm watching it with a group of friends which is how i saw twa uh yeah i'm not 100 sure because i haven't seen that one so. and the last episode of the week was danny targaryen's the last dragon which we had eight comments for um let me get out of here yeah Monique said y'all criteria is stringent yeah it better be same thing with possible white man you gotta keep it stringent because y'all niggas go rogue and if you don't take control of the idea you came up with by fucking next week y'all y'all be out here like anything with two black people in it is a fucking is one of these movies like no No. i specifically it's only it's only gonna be a handful of movies in this genre or else we or else it's bullshit like just niggas be writing up here like oh so you so is um the rough is the rugrats uh black executive no no we gotta keep it strict that's how you learn the rules all right so we had episode um oh another anonymous comment (laughs) all right oh no no that's a meal okay he just didn't log in okay thank god uh danny <laughs> episode 1895 was our game of thrones recap with nick jew danny targaryen's the last dragon was the title uh i cannot believe how i came up with that that was so dope um at first i was upset with the narrative choice of killing Masandi, but i get it now her death bookends the episode with george funeral at the beginning uh her two most trusted advisors the one that were the one ooh yo that's a good point mm-hmm. yeah that, and and i think that that's why she's very rogue because what people fail to realize is with jorah jorah was literally one of the few people that kept her grounded like like lily he was the one that told her to get it right with Tyrion, try to work with Sun. like he was the one that kind of coasted her and coaxed her and kept her calm without that because she's not listening to nobody else like truth be told she's just not yeah, that's a great point i just didn't think about it but like if somebody needs to be there to advise her against burning king's landing to the ash it ain't gonna be jor and it ain't gonna be um masandi and that puts her at a big disadvantage because mm-hmm. um, jor would have been like no that's not smart and she might have listened is what i'm saying because everybody right, she might everyone's listened. gonna tell her it's not smart but she went she ain't some of these niggas don't go here um let's see uh the ones that were with her from the beginning all the good shit she's done she did based on advice from either of these two people as a matter of fact her hand terry and joined the team with all sorts of hype he was going to be a mature calming force on the team putting up respectable numbers all seasoning but be the presence that would help them get to the finals however jimmy butler i mean Tyrion, has made bad decision after bad decision if she didn't listen to him she would have fucked up cersei at the red keep being gone to fight the threat in the north after which she'd worry about winning over the hearts and minds of the people that was not to be because Tyrion's bad advice you said you were hoping for Missandei to take Cersei down with her but my narrative wish for Cersei is to kill Tyrion when he was when he was standing there shouting up to Cersei because my god how many times is this nigga going to trust her humanity 
yeah i would have been dope I, I honestly thought that too it was like well after cersei had Basande killed i don't know why she didn't just shoot, tell everybody start shooting arrows and fucking those uh those big ass bolt guns at at daenerys and them and just kill them maybe they didn't aim down enough i don't know yeah who knows the thing i find that was good about this episode was when Varys and Tyrion were debating both of them made good points Varys is wary about the people that claim that destiny is on their side where Tyrion has seen good the the good she's done and believes her intentions are straight well also i mean he did bring up the fact fact that she did walk into the fire with three dragon eggs and came out unburned i mean she might believe in destiny and you can't skip what sansa says you scared her yeah but even still yeah with the fear of her and whatnot but he she might be a pure true believer because she's seen some shit now right yeah they've yes, been seen, through some things yeah yes. they haven't seen dragons in this land in like thousands of years so yeah she she's seen some shit so to her believing in the impossible is not that impossible even during the planning session Sansa's point about the rest in the armies was equally as valid as Daenerys' point about not giving Cersei time to breathe this gives me hope about the writing over the next two episodes they have me wanting to wanting both Sansa and Danny to get what they want even though I know they can't that can't happen Mm-mm. only two episodes left to quote Dr. Stephen Strange we're in the end game now Emil yeah uh, a couple a couple things I want to point out too the show is ending they have two two episodes left um they literally the one of the hardest things for what they're doing and I don't think people have enough respect for it so they're just calling it lazy and shit they're trying to write these endings that aren't your fan fiction that you've been writing in your head that aren't just predictable things that were going to happen so anytime somebody does something unpredictable or different than how people act people go it's lazy writing they don't respect the characters gr would never well gr ain't write them books yet no, so we actually not. don't know what he would do and secondly like if they just do the shit that you expect them to do then what the fuck point of watching the show is that you gotta want them to do something different right, like i don't want to then you would complain about how you already know yeah and it's become a a big part of the show can the show fanhood is based on this like i'm gonna predict everything that happens i don't really listen to anybody else's recaps of game of thrones specifically because if you listen to most people's recaps it's just them predicting what the fuck is gonna happen next week right it's not even like a like they're not even really enjoying the show it's just i think this should happen. and when it don't happen the way exactly how they want it it's well this is why the show is trash i'm like i, I mean i guess if that's the kind of review you want to do but i don't want to hear that shit Mm-mm. you know like i can i got my own guesses i don't want to hear the guesses i want to fucking see like how you feel about what's happening on the show now what what they're doing these moments that that i remember you know marlo uh replies to emil i gotta agree with emil most of danny's misfortunes happened after she made Tyrion her hand lady olena told her point blank that sometimes clever men don't give good advice and that was how she outlived them danny has her armies intact and had all three dragons at the start of season seven the more i think about it the more annoyed i get with Tyrion, which is why i thought if anyone was sabotaging danny it was him he knows how crazy and ruthless his sister is yet he keeps giving her chances uh yeah at this point i think you know the far the camp of like uh she has a traitor in her midst i'm starting to wonder if she could because what traitor does she have among her that would also not be putting themselves in direct line of danger with with this information like barris was in the crypt yes you know Tyrion and barris was on the boat they got the fucking fucking spears shot through it you know what i'm saying like i'm starting to wonder who people said it was masandi and now she dead 
I don't think it was ever her. I think she was loyal all the way. I, I mean, well, we know she was, right. but I'm just saying is that that was a speculation for some people online. It makes me wonder, like, who could it be that? Because if I'm nigga, if I'm snitching on you, I'm not like telling people to come get these niggas. They're gonna be they're gonna be <laughs> turned around the corner, and I'm with you. That's stupid um anyway mary says oh my goodness how i'm enjoying this trying not to laugh out loud at work thank you mary thank you that's what we do it for brooklyn shoe says same here i'm here for the game of thrones jokes gonna miss these recaps nick jew was so much fun i love your recaps because like watching tv with my family that's the vibe we going for thank you marlo says uh it's not just book readers casual fans are upset too and not just because the show is ending the writers the writing has been lazy oh that's a fact okay cool well guess no one can disagree with that no it's not an opinion characters are ha- behaving in ways that make no sense based on the past things happen at the five logic just to move the plot along like i.e danny missing the iron fleet and not scouting ahead even though she had mentioned it all season and had her ships ambushed before Euron's crazy accuracy and shooting down rygal etc i'm gonna be real i don't see how either one of those things is plot defying or logic defying i haven't seen i don't remember danny talking about um scouting the head on the dragons for the iron fleet or any of that shit at all and if y'all i don't think she did which i think was a strategic error yeah but i don't remember them saying that that's that she was doing that like oh like oh you remember how in episode three she was like make sure we scout ahead so we don't get ambushed by euron do you, is that is that a thing that happened that i missed i watch these shows more than once um the other part of this is that scene was them anchoring down in dragonstone so it's not as one-to-one as like they sat down like it's not like let me take my dragons out and scout dragonstone ahead of ahead of time she was just taking them out to fly because they were home like stretch your legs babies we we made it and boom got they got roasted um the other thing too is like they have also built these characters to be flawed so them making mistakes now is like the mistakes are more crucial because we're getting to the end but they've written mistakes into these characters for years they none of them have the perfect strategies no all of them try things and fail it's one of the things i like about the show to be honest so to me i don't see it as like oh this is just lazy they just don't care i i feel like no danny has been impulse impulsive danny has been um she's not necessarily a tactician and a military mind in that way she's not um so and then this was really just them getting to dragonstone they hadn't even started going to king's landing yet you know it totally seemed like they would be able to ambush them there but that's just my opinion the showrunners have lost their passion and went against grr martin's request to have two full seasons seven extra episodes with what money bitch i mean i mean i mean not 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 towards you but they can't wait on him to write a book forever these actors want to go on and do other things hbo is like we spent a lot of money your ass is doing other things you out here taking photo ops and shit and we want to wrap this shit up no i'm not saying that they um i don't know how you can tell they lost their passion unless they've said that you know i just think all this shit has to come to an end and money doesn't grow on trees and these are the most expensive tv episodes of all time 
so to say they lost their passion or they're not trying or they giving up i think it's kind of some i would not agree with you because i'm like they don't put that kind of money and time in this they are take it's they're so ambitious with what they're doing it is taking them extra years to film the show keep in mind this production involves hundreds of lives right you got people that are going to die during the 11 years it's been on right we've had actors that can't do it for other obligations keep in mind these actors don't want to play these roles their whole fucking lives amelia clark wants to go and use some of this fame for like movies you know i'm sure the dude that plays john as well like he couldn't cut his hair kid harrington so like a lot of these like the reality of the limitations of life are sinking in to the show i don't think is as like it's not like a book where i can just write a book and they can do any fucking thing i want them to do they have to be there's some constraints to this you know so i feel like they are putting to me i don't feel like it's just like they half-assed this wow this cgi they didn't even try or whatever i mean that being said i'm not saying there's no mistakes or whatever i'm not even saying they didn't have to rush some shit because they probably do have to rush shit because you only got x amount of episodes left also i think one of the tactical uh one of the things i wish they had said was that and they started with this and they switched it but they instead of saying season seven season eight i wish they would have said season seven part one season seven part two because i think in people's heads that would make it a little less like it's only six episodes instead and we'd be like oh this season starting with seven they had like whatever what was seven last season and six this or something like that they said that at the beginning that they're gonna split the final season into two parts but maybe for money or dvd sets or whatever they 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 are selling it as if it's two different seasons i think it's just one long ass season with a big ass break yeah and, and and my thing is uh i do understand some of your critiques some of my i i just don't understand uh but my thing is if i'm hbo why would i listen to an author who i'm paying i am paying you for the right to use your stuff you're not paying me i'm paying you i am the one investing billions of dollars probably over the course of this series to do this and you're taking your time writing this book you don't get to dictate to me as somebody who's invested millions of dollars when i end the series you don't get to do that i can't wait two years i don't have an unlimited amount of money to wait for you to write your book yeah so look i'm like i said i'm not trying to say because i think what happens is if we don't agree then it becomes like y'all just care about these white men or Mm-mm. y'all just won't think the show is perfect it's not that man um i just some of your critiques i'm like that's that's your opinion right you're presenting it as fact like that's no this is what happened i'm like i'm watching the same show and i'm not getting that impression and that should be okay we should be able to disagree on you know art in in a substan in, in, in a subjective way right we should be able to say you should be able to feel that it's lazy and i should be able to feel that it's not without it you know like having to be a problem because i think essentially what is being lost in this you know i'll finish your thing and i'll bring up my bigger point anyway um so yeah uh they could have just handed the reins to more capable producers without rushing to the end of the series they did seven seasons already the reason you love this show is because of them though so how they gonna get all the credit and then they just supposed to give up 
they, they, there's no reason for them and it's still the highest rated show on tv there's no reason for them to give up the reins and y'all are gonna watch the next two weeks too like I, there's no reason for them to give up the reins I, I don't that to me that's like when people say tyler perry should should stop making movies and let other people use the studio for what why i made the, i built the studio off of my work uh they took an extra year to prepare for season eight well you just said they were lazy but they took an extra year to get it done also regarding response to sans is evolving because of sexual abuse many are highlighting that no women directed or wrote an episode of game of thrones uh, since season five no people of color either when you consider the treatment of non-white characters dothraki and sandy to quote various hilton various hilton uh nothing should be rewarded with blind loyalty one of the game of thrones prequels has already cast four black actors or leave for lee rose three-fourths are women um yeah uh i don't know that we are so there's two things i brought this up on the show this and this happens a lot i don't know why people presume this so much i don't know that none of those men in the writing room have ever dealt with sexual assault the session ended oh shit okay all right (laughs) well all right so i got cut off i've misread the uh the the thing so i may have missed a few i don't know if it was a few minutes a few seconds whatever it was just a few seconds okay okay so the thing for me is um i'm not rewarding the show with blind loyalty i remember Mm -hmm. talking about how i didn't like the sand snake plot line during like season five or whatever um but i do enjoy the show and i'm gonna be honest about it you know i think people feel like there's an obligation to agree with their take on the shit and y'all not obligated to enjoy the show y'all aren't obligated to even enjoy our recaps to be honest Mm -hmm. like um but you know we definitely don't do the recaps to drag the show down or to drag the show because i really wouldn't watch it if i felt that negatively about it um and then when you brought up the whole thing about um sansa and there's no women and no people of color on the episode uh right in the writing room or whatever i don't keep up with that kind of stuff i'm not saying you shouldn't but one of the reasons i don't want to keep up with it is because i want to judge it for myself i think the online kind of social justice like wave is to be like oh a white person did this thing it ain't shit you know meanwhile if a black person does it that's it's we got to go up for it like it's a political kind of like agenda and and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't you know like it's the difference between like kathleen bigelow making detroit i think it was detroit was the episode was the uh, name of the movie and mostly people just shit on it because a white woman tried to make a movie and it had something to do with race and we were like i'm sick of this shit you just you know but like ava DuVernay is doing central park five like sight unseen everybody's like this is gonna be great even the people that are like i won't watch it because i can't watch black suffering movies but i know it's gonna be great right like that's kind of an agenda we don't actually know it's gonna be great till we see it i hope it is you know we don't know detroit's gonna suck until we see it i hope it doesn't but it might right that's kind of like the thing i try to stay out of and unless i already like really fuck with a creative team you know um that like other than just the name of like the directors or something like that i'm not keeping up with what does the writing room look like what about this what about that i don't even know how people get that information um and when it comes to the recap i'm definitely not keeping up with that because that's not what i'm recapping 
you know we're not recapping the making of game of thrones we're recapping what happened in the episode and how we had fun watching it if we had fun watching it and we happen to have fun this is a divisive episode every year about this time game of thrones has a divisive episode that motherfuckers decide that they hate and uh, they don't want to watch the show or or uh you know this is terrible and everybody has to say it's terrible or this is great everybody has to say it's great i'm trying my best to stay out of the arguments about it i really didn't really want people writing up to tell us how much they didn't like the episode because i don't want to be like well i disagree with you and here's why because most people are gonna frame it the way you're doing which is y'all are giving blind loyalty to this show y'all are defending these you know and that's not what we're doing you know like we we genuinely enjoyed it without needing without necessarily agreeing with it from your perspective not that doesn't make you wrong or us right it just makes us different yeah and 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 that's the thing it just makes our perspective and our points of views different because my my thing and when roger was talking about the ending of the show you might not be one of these people but we realize a lot of this started spiking because it is the last season people don't know how to express that i'm sad that this show is leaving because we've watched it before and 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 like you said people have critiques uh all throughout the other seasons but this season right here it's been very high every episode is every episode just about you see this so i'm going oh okay y'all love it just like everybody else loves it you don't know how to express it um and you know for some people they truly might think the writing is lazy and all these other things that that's fine too um you know i'm not uh arguing with you on that but to but like i just say when people make these statements you're saying that like it's fact like i'm just supposed to agree don't we all agree that the writing is bad no we don't all agree that the writing is bad yeah and that's the thing i'm not doubting that she's being on the up and up uh telling you know like that's how she feels then that's valid like right i want people to understand because what happens is people just it goes in one ear out the other Mm -hmm. and it goes well you're trying to say something about me because i felt differently than you i'm not you know i've seen this already y'all y'all can't even nobody can critique your little show you absolutely can that's not a problem for me this show is not a critique of game of thrones this recap we do right there's a science and an art to it and a magic to it that makes our shit way doper than everybody else doing it you know what i mean because we find a unique way to do it you know it's the reason our shit been popping for years but not because um we don't ever see anything critical of the show we don't ever agree with the critiques it's literally just not our lane and we have perfected a lane in a way that uh that other people have not thought of and can't copy and can't do better than us like if you knew how much thought goes into what we do as a recap then you would kind of understand our response because it's not that i don't think these things matter but when it comes to what we do as a recap they absolutely don't matter because then it ends up derailing the point of what we're doing we are black people from the south we're black people in america black people watching this white ass show that does not have us in mind right never had us in mind um we have found our joy in it by taking that joy and finding the fun where we find it a lot of people are only watching this because everybody else is watching it agreed it's not a genre you don't care a lot of people are watching it knowing that they really uh have 
emotional triggers and misgivings with this type of art and still continue to consume it because they don't want to be left out there there that's okay and there are plenty of recaps and reviews for those type of people they're, they're all over the place there's, there's, mm-hmm. i guarantee you 99 percent of the online critics this year this week were shitting on the show i mean why wouldn't they right um but that won't be our show because that they're that's not as fun and our point of our, our recaps is to make it fun and there's nothing fun about a you know discussion on well you know these white men are writing these characters and i mean how would they know anything about sexual assault i don't i mean i don't know that they've been assaulted or not really right. not relevant to the recap right that people, we're doing right people make making assumptions we don't know right um you know so i don't want to get into that part you know what was funny is if nick you hadn't brought that up i wouldn't have because i didn't even see that discussion online because that's literally the opposite of what i'm looking for when i'm talking about game of thrones i don't want to do that i think you know it's okay for people to to do that 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 criticism is important and it and it's work um and it matters but that's not what our recap is and i think people need to understand that distinction between it and then some of the stuff that are just narrative choices i literally just disagree you know i think right i think my man no scope and Rhaegar was dope i think that was like i like adding a scope to that doesn't change anything to me it's it's kind of a to me it's kind of a ridiculous thing to get hung up on to be like oh this nigga shot Rhaegar three times with no scope is not a thing that makes me go wow fuck this show or fuck this character or fuck this writing i'm like if you put a scope on it I'm, it's the same result so yeah this nigga was just he's that nice with the goddamn spear chucker okay and i know that's a racist word but you, <laughs> i couldn't think of the, the right spear gun spear gun he's that fucking nice with the spear gun you know what i mean and that's it that's it for me flying harpoon i don't know yeah the story is this nigga gonna shoot down the dragon because you know these dragons is catching hell you knew this she had a three dragon lead they have to reduce it or there's no stakes at the end right Mm-mm so that's the thing like and i was cool with that so anyway uh let's see oh oh yeah and something else i wanted to clarify uh baby i went mad at you i just want you to know that like you know i'm very passionate about what i'm saying so i don't want me uh you know saying bitch to be taken out of context and people writing up here talking about well karen you know I'm, I'm just i just want to clarify so you weren't that. calling her a bitch you were just saying bitch like punctuation on your sentence correct okay I, yeah i understood but i'm glad you clarified um yeah yeah i know you understood but i wanted to make it clear for other yeah people yeah listening. no i'm glad you clarified i just don't know if it's my place to be like you can't i don't know how you know if y'all want to call each other that word you like the n-word i don't know uh one of the game of thrones <laughs> one of the game of thrones prequels already cast four black actors in lead roles and three or four are women i love game of thrones and even at its worst it's still great television but we can't underestimate the power of constructive criticism versus just being a hater um now that part i agree with yeah i, I want to know um what i think is going to be funny and i'm not rooting for this but it would be hilarious if that game of thrones prequels come out with them black people and that shit is trash Ooh, listen oh they burn it down i know i know that i'm woke but the level of just like i don't know what the right word is but whatever it is inside of you that just gets giddy when some shit don't go as planned and you get to watch everybody scramble them agendas on the timeline it mm-hmm. is it's in me 
okay i still got the devil in me and <laughs> if, <laughs> if they put out a black ass game of thrones spinoff and that shit not popping and y'all don't like it i'm gonna laugh i'm gonna laugh so hard because it's always like motherfuckers just nowadays y'all judge everything off a of goddamn like movie trailers for 30 seconds a clip Ooh, right right 300 word essays you'd be like right. it's only 30 seconds how did you get all that people done wrote us chapters about you should carry curry and you could tell they didn't even read watch the whole video like you know people doing whole segments on their podcast shitting on her and didn't even take the time to watch the, the table talk like you shitting on her was longer than it took to watch the whole table talk like that that kind of thing is rampant and uh, this thing where we root for like these these markers on people and not the actual work i understand it but at the same time it's not a solidified necessary success marker like just because a black person is doing it just because a person that fits a marginalized group is doing it is not mean it's going to be great sometimes Mm -hmm. black people do shit and you don't like it and that should be okay that's actually what real equality would be come on we ain't got to be excellent at everything real equality is not black excellence and black girl magic and being twice as better to get half as much like real equality is i tyler perry real equality is tyler perry real equality is i can be mediocre and it's okay right so i'm i'll just always get a little bit less excited than most people when i see this casting news and shit because i'm like i just want to see the thing and then i'll decide if i love it i'm not gonna be like they cast so-and-so and so-and-so because how many times have we seen that and you go see the shit and you be like this is am i allowed to say this ain't good come on am i allowed to say it ain't good i know y'all went up for it but dog this ain't good and just because somebody blackity black 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 all around i'm not obligated to say it's good yeah i forget the name of that movie that was a disney movie last year but everybody was like y'all better see this just like black panther and then people was like i saw it how do i tell you it's not as good as black panther like i don't hate black women i don't hate black girls but it's not i don't like it as much as black panther i thought one was a better movie and i'm not hating like there's like there's no there should be no social media obligation for me to like spend my money and then have to go home and lie and be like it's it's everything it's much better than all this shit y'all like like what's wrong with that you know yeah i think it was a wrinkle in time yeah yes yeah wrinkle in time queen of cotway was actually really good queen of cotway was good but people ain't watching they sure did not you know and now i don't know who directed it It might be directed by a white person shit that um the movie that everybody got excited about with um taraji p henson and the the hidden figures directed Mm. by a white person you know like white people can make good shit white people can make fucked up shit i'm a person that likes to see the shit before i start getting into like i don't fuck with this that and the other let me see the art first let me see the art uh they go on to say i got game of thrones i love game of thrones da, da, da. Uh, uh it's the reason dan and dave's whack-ass hbo confederate show got fridged lol that's it, actually not true right it didn't get fridged i don't know why people think that just because they're not talking about it don't mean it ain't gonna happen yeah it wasn't that hashtag that got that shit up out of the paint um and it's actually still in production Mm -hmm. um and what i thought was interesting is they're just producers y'all are talking about writers and stuff nobody cared that the two black the black married couple they were gonna have writing it ain't got they ain't get that job like so i like it didn't fit the agenda to mention that oh these black people who are guaranteeing that this isn't gonna be some like coon ass tv show about how great the south is if it won um y'all they they're they're pretty much doing they they were doing interviews and shit being like hey this is not 
what you guys are making it out to be online but that was that didn't fit the agenda that was happening online it was more about the fact that we want to come together and make sure that this idea never even sees any doesn't see the light of day because if it come out y'all i'm watching it i am watching it right and that's the last point i want to make before we move on which is that i find it odd to have watched this show for seven seasons 11 years that was essentially made by these same two people the whole time and then be like any other project they do i'll never watch that sounds crazy to me i will fucking be there if they, when they do their star wars shit i'm gonna be i'm gonna be there Woo-hoo! if they would have done no confederate if they would done confederate i would have been there i wanted to at least see it if it's whack i'll be the first person like yeah i don't want to watch that anymore if it's dope i'll be like oh cool didn't see that coming or well of course it's good these motherfuckers did it you know what i mean so i, I it's weird to me that this has become at once the most watched show and at the same time uh such a divisive show that continues to still be consumed and that's not to say there should be no criticism of it Mm-mm. it's just that we enjoy the show and our podcast isn't about criticizing the show in that way anyway i'm not saying we couldn't not enjoy something but it's it's not like well you know when the writers are white men who want to listen to that like i'm this ain't npr we do shit way flyer than everybody else all right Amar says hmm, i never thought of it like that there's a reply to this one but as a book reader i'm not upset about the way the show is ending they've been off book for a while now and i'm just waiting for the next books like is grrm just like toying, just toying with us did he already finish the books is waiting to release them after he dies so he can't ask follow-up questions no he like, might be like how harry potter fans on twitter have been with jk rowling they're complaining about her now but they brought it on themselves eve says i want danny to burn every single person in king's landing they were the same motherfuckers who cheered when ned was beheaded and it's full of disloyal kids who can be bought like candy (laughs) those are the same people who fling doo-doo at people red keep red keep red keep is on fire we don't want to know what to let the motherfuckers burn i feel you doug b says the showrunner should have just had Sandy just jump off the wall with cersei other than that i don't see what anyone has to complain about the characters are different from what we've seen of them the writing isn't trash people uh no nobody watching was going to get the exact story they were dreaming in their heads yeah i I feel you doug like i said man i i really i want people to understand their space where we can just enjoy the show and disagree correct and not and not make it a personal attack or Mm -mm. say like your critiques are wrong it don't matter everything that person said about you know uh that person let me go back to find her name but everything that um uh marlo said um you know if that's how marlo feels that's that's perfectly fine like i don't like i really don't want to get bogged down into what i'm seeing online which is Mm -hmm. people like real talk man is i know what we do for a living don't seem like a lot of work to people because one we make it look easy and we're very good at it but um the this this part of the of the season every year is a bit of a grind for me because you know uh we become this focal point for people who want to like kind of argue about the show because they've been arguing about it all week yes sir and they kind of want to talk about like what they liked or what they didn't like and you know seeing some of the tenor online seeing some of the you know the comments that were coming in and stuff uh the emails i really was gonna not do any feedback about game of thrones this week and just be like we're done with feedback for game of thrones because 
it you know it's only falls into like three categories either you saw what we saw and you got the kind of same observations we had uh you disagree with our observations and you would like to you know voice that disagreement or um you or 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 yeah really that's really about the, the same two categories right um and some of them can be long and there's a lot of people that are only just talking to us about game of thrones that they don't really fuck with us long term like the second this show is over it's the fucking back to like fuck riding karen i'm on some other shit now yes sir and so i don't want to invest too much time and too much of my life into this show in that way because it's not it shouldn't be the all-consuming thing that i've seen it become on so many people's like like presence like whether it's their podcast whether it's their um social media whatever it's just like show comes on and then seven days of arguing and the show comes on and seven days of arguing and the show comes on seven days and it's team this and it's team that and i just don't want our podcast to become that so i'm wary mm-hmm. of that and i'm wary of going down that rabbit hole of going back and forth with people so that that that's the main thing i'm trying to avoid and uh i decided to do the feedback as y'all can see anyway because you know it's our show and you know you guys were are very nice to listen to the show and write in and i don't ever want to lose sight of that or take that for granted because a lot of people do their art and then nobody fucking says a word to them correct and also my my biggest thing is that we want our recap show not to be responding to the people online. Like I think yeah. a lot of people recap show is even is in the recap of the show. It's your recap show is responding to the handful of people that you've been arguing with online. Let me tell you this. Most people tune it in aren't on social media like that. They don't give a fuck and they don't care about that small percentage of people that you've been arguing with. It feels big to you because you're invested in online but the average person is either not online at all like that don't have social media at all like that or don't even use their social media to that extent so they're not listening to hear debates about some shit that they don't care about and they're not invested in they come to hear about the show yeah and so the other thing is and i just can't stress this enough we are so fucking good at this we thought of all this like i'll give you a little behind the scenes for example black people have said that masandi died you know specifically black women but black people in general we lost half the black people on the show in one fucking moment right we've been rooting for this couple to 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 get together and it's a trope right we've seen this trope yes, of it's the, a running trope we've seen this trope of the black person black character dying the black best friend dying and then that and makes the white person better right um so instead of bogging the show down and being like let's talk about what was me good times and how sad this shit is and you know may, maybe adding extra minutes to the recap or just making it kind of a bummer um instead i came up with like a couple of jokes one hey we lost half the black people on the show um white feminism killed masandi now those are just two jokes two observations but they take less than 30 seconds to make both those observations we laugh about it because i'm telling you the truth but i'm telling you in a joke and we move on what i don't want to do is kind of become the hub for like that last response we had to read which or the one before that whatever which is where it's kind of like and this is why i'm concerned with this and this is up like because that's not actually a good recap anymore it's not fun you know and i don't want i don't even participate in those online Mm-mm. so like even when i see people talking about these things i avoid it i like i have friends that have been shitting on the show all week and i'm like 
yeah that's that's their opinion that's cool like what what am i telling them to dis i don't i don't, I don't want to fight people and i don't want people coming to me as if i wrote the show with them i don't like i actually don't like being in a position where i have to voice like well i saw it and i just don't agree with you because i see how people react to that they don't take it as well i respect that and i respect Mm-mm. you and i it's appreciate like, you sides. yeah it's, it's immediately like y'all caping for the white man and shit it's like okay i i don't know what to say at this point because i'm not and there's never been a nigga alive that can make me feel like i'm some sort of a coon or some shit so it's just a non-conversation starter at that point you know and so i i've tried to avoid it just because i've seen it play out with other people and hopefully it doesn't start playing out on our show because you know that would suck all right the poll was is danny going to burn up all them innocent people at king's landing Peter 749 says oh my god y'all i'm a sandy no i'm trying to hold it together but i'm devastated for real for real i really like danny i want her to have the throne i'm pissed with the capital p at Tyrion. he can he should be campaigning for her him and john at the dinner uh when tormon was bigging him up john should have turned around and big up danny as her man and a person who supports her claim as much as she he says he does he says he supports her claim as queen he wasn't and hasn't uh being very vocal about it he says it in private conversations but he has not and does not back her claim in public where it could help her be accepted by the people and lords and all Mm. Hmm. has he not i know he definitely did it when they first got to king's landing and they had that big ass conference meeting with all the houses he definitely had her back there when signs were side-eyed and they were sitting all together so i don't feel like he's never done it but i think since she's known he is he hasn't done it in front of everybody that's like since she's known that he and well since shit since he's known even he hasn't done it in front of everybody which makes me wonder if he really wants that you know i really think they could win without bloodshed if Tyrion was high key campaigning for her going into the whorehouses and pubs and taking the talking about how she freed the slaves and how she loves her people and how much of a badass she is he used to be all over the kingdom getting information and making it work for him if the whole point of this is to take king's landing without destroying it they have to campaign for it it could it could work they can present danny to the people as the benevolent queen daenerys come to save them from the evil queen cersei i would definitely get rid of Tyrion's ass if he didn't get it together and come up with some solutions but the problem is that she don't want to wait oh they suggested shit like this she didn't want to hear that she was right. like let's go let's go motherfucking right now he like, did he did suggest exactly right he that. you know he was like hey we can do this but it's gonna be a slower method it's gonna take some time he, you got to win their hearts and minds you running there with full force ain't nobody gonna listen to you yeah he said he wanted to um i remember they wanted to embargo king's land and starve the people out until they just basically turned on cersei right uh one of the things though about that uh it could backfire even that solution right it could turn into cuba where they're like no viva fidel motherfucker fuck you you know like so i don't know i don't know this there's i just think there's nothing but bad solutions at this point everything has consequence and that's the whole point of the show um and also um i don't remember is there still a is there still a bounty on Tyrion's head or he good now oh i don't know i haven't they haven't talked about that in a while i forget how that was resolved maybe they took the bounty off when he came there and met cersei last year and what the fuck what the fuck we used used to be used to be the prophet Tyrion looked like a sucker for cersei 
i would love to see him get with the program and start getting the word out that danny is a better queen the people hate cersei all the people need is better a better option she doesn't have to be the best just better than her competition which she is then after all the people desert cersei then you burn her and all you have to rebuild is your castle which is another thing for people to get behind you on because they hate cersei that's work money and food for them i don't know what to say about Varys. personally do not want to see john on the throne i don't want to see no man on the iron throne i want my queen just because she's a woman yeah i said it lol i love you guys this is my favorite podcast see you in the chat room thank you thanks peaches amar says even though i voted that she'll find another way i wouldn't blame her at all if she burned the motherfucking king's landing to the ground if she says burn it all then that might be make Varys's decision to betray her easier mm-hmm. because that's what jamie said the mad king used to say a lot even though i don't think danny is crazy at all just impatient and she doesn't understand the people of westeros oh i didn't say the results of the poll did i is mm-hmm. danny gonna burn up all them innocent people at king's landing 78 percent say yep they toast mm-hmm. and uh, I, 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 yeah I, yeah they they, they melted cheese and 22 percent say they'll find she'll find another way monique says man fuck them fickle ass people in the red keep roast them crispy okay that's just my anger and frustration speaker i speaking i would love to see her hush roast hush roast Tyrion on the spot though that what an utter disappointment if we're honest he puts his family above danny he doesn't even realize it danny could have been burned burned the red keep the ashes and took her throne only killing a small amount of people but no diplomacy let's try diplomacy with savage murders mm-hmm. um and and, and like I, i'm just predicting i don't know but who knows like she may go to fry um Tyrion, and he don't burn we don't know yeah um uh i'm done with him and you know they will do something to redeem him but i will never forgive the comedy of tragic mistakes um all right we had a couple of voicemails i haven't screened them and i don't haven't listened to them yet i have no idea what these are about um so we'll find out together voicemail line 704-557-0186 and you can leave a voicemail but it has to be two minutes or less rod and karen hope you both are doing well First is first thing is first. Can you guys share with us when you're going live on Wednesdays to do the Game of Thrones recap? It's a different experience to actually witness you guys live, and it's a different experience listening to just sort of sort of like the feedback. I'm not sure which one I prefer yet, but it's a completely different experience. Anyway, so let me know when you actually go live, um, so that I can try to catch that on. I think it's Crowdcast or whatever. Um, anyway, the second thing is, I love the episode that you just did on Black Executive, the movie. Um, I think it's so hilarious. I've always watched those movies and go, well, goddamn, how much money are they paying these Black Executives? I'm a Black Executive on Wall Street, and I can't afford no $1 million, $2 million damn house. <laughs> so I thought it was so funny that you've given this whole movie a genre, if you will, the Black Executive. <laughs> I mean, who want to be. I'm one of them, and I certainly can't afford what, you know, they can afford in those damn movies. So I thought thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and no, I'm not just here for Game of Thrones. I'm a new subscriber, and I will Aww. continue to support you guys because I think it's the bomb, and it's what I need. Talk to Aww. you soon. Bye. It's very nice of you. Thank you, baby. As far as uh, getting live updates on Crowdcast, um, so that's a little bit difficult. What, has, what you have to do is go to Crowdcast and put a heart over us right 
Um, yeah, make an account if you don't already have one. You can log in with Twitter. You can log in with Facebook. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you click on the Crowdcast. You put a heart on it. Then, uh, which says you now are we're one of your favorite people. If you then have to either go to your settings or you pick from right there. Do you want to get email alerts when we go live? There isn't a, spe- a special email alert just for the Wednesday show. If you do this, you will get email alerts every time we go live for the um for, for the show. Like, yeah, yeah, for the you regular know, shows. For the regular shows and for those Game of Thrones shows. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, you get the email goes out when I click go live, you get an email and you know normally within about 30 minutes of that email we have like started to show show sometimes i play music and stuff before the show so yeah it also mm. gives you like a 10 minute notification before we before you go live and apple i don't know about android i think android and apple both have apps mm. so you can download the apps through your phones and the apps actually give notifications also because that's what i do right so the notifications actually flash up so you will know that they we're going live even if you don't have your email or you don't have access like that so go to the crowdcast app or crowdcast.io on uh on a computer or whatever and search for us and then like i said like us favorite us heart us whatever and just make sure you have the options so that you can get that notification and that's it that's you'll get notifications every time we go live mm-hmm. uh she did have more like two more emails um uh um to go but you need voicemails voicemails okay yeah voicemails to go um but uh yeah that and that and i'm glad you enjoyed the black executive fan fiction um genre okay random thoughts so, I went to a predominantly all-white college. It's not how an opportunity to go to HBCU. Um, I also had friends that went to an HBCU after I started my first job. I was not born here in this country. I came here on an athletic scholarship and went to a school that was about two miles away from an HBCU. Now, being a foreign student, I had no idea what an HBCU is. I absolutely know what it is. Ah, it's breaking up too bad. I'm sorry, I tried to hang in there, but it broke up too bad on that phone call. I -hmm. I, I can't, I couldn't hear, make out what was happening. Um, So I'm sorry about that. So I don't know if my call got dropped or if the system uh, cut me off because it was longer than two minutes. Anyway, so I'll I'll ask my question. So I'd like to get your your perspective, Karen and Rod, on how should someone like me, like what's your perspective on those of us who who identify not necessarily as black American but who are viewed as black American because if you live in this country and you're brown skin, then you're automatically considered a black American Mm -hmm. by white. Right, but if I hang out with my black friends, then they can clearly see that I'm not a black American because mm-hmm. I don't perhaps don't know the culture and the history, and obviously wasn't taught to us. I think it should be required, particularly for international students coming to this country. I think it should be a requirement that we understand and know what the history is mm-hmm. of this country in college. I know mm-hmm. now, but I'm going back into college to say, you know, perhaps I can get along with a lot of those people. Um, in college because you know I didn't know the culture I couldn't appreciate mm. it right I came from a Caribbean country so I want to get your perspective on that in terms of you know what you see is a challenge going forward 
with those of us who don't identify as black American but are considered black Americans by white, mm. um, but we're not accepted by black Americans because they clearly know we're not black American. Maybe we speak with an accent. Maybe we don't know the culture and the history. We don't appreciate it. So it's almost like a debacle, right? So mm. I want to get your perspective on that. Thanks, guys. Love Thank you. Outside. Thank you, baby. And and is is it's kind of a catch-22 with that question. And the reason why I said this is because Ameri- black Americans, people that were born and raised here, you're right, there is a special culture here. And brown people outside of the United States that come into the United States, some of them have bought into white supremacy because that, that's kind of how America is pushed and promoted outside of the United States. So some of them come in our country and they, some of them already have preconceived notions about black people and African, African Americans that that was born and raised here. And not all the time, but it's a conflict because you do have some Brown people, black people here who have had interactions with people, Brown people from other countries. And these Brown people make them feel less than because they're from somewhere else. Like I'm almost here to you Negroes. And, and we can pick up on that. We can 100% pick up on that. And it's a difference between people, brown people from outside of the United States coming to the United States. Black people here in the United States will accept you being black. Most of us do not care on the average. We do not care about your accent or any of that stuff. You black, I'm black. Hey, we, we, we own this boat together. Um, yes, there was a learning curve to learning our culture. Um, but most of us are even open to learning your culture because we go, well, hey, this is a part of my history and my roots too. It's a connection. We're brown. We might not be the same type of brown, but it is a connection. So when when you come in, you're dealing with people that have had these bad interactions with other brown people outside of the United States. So sometimes they got their walls up and shit like that. I mean, no, 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 no. Y'all have y'all, and, and, and a lot of black people just cut it off because they don't want to, deal with it and it's from hurt it's from pain it's from like you say y'all don't know our culture and so you you know you've taught this shit that white people have pushed and promoted and they're going to push whiteness (laughs) they're not going to push native americans they're not going to push indigenous like you're not going to learn that history because it's it's designed for you not to know um and it's one of those things where it's, it doesn't benefit either party. It doesn't benefit the African-Americans already here, and it doesn't benefit brown people outside of the United States that come in, and it causes a conflict that actually should not be there because at the end of the day, when you turn around and look at white people, we're all niggers to them. We're all niggers to them. But it is subsections of people that are be like, I'm not black. I'm whatever my culture is. That's true, but you're still black. <laughs> And like you said, you live here in America and white people, they don't give a fuck what your native tongue is and where you came from. We're all lumped in this same group. And I understand you want to separate yourself from African-Americans because you appreciate and you love your culture. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem for most of us comes in is when you look at your culture as I am, my culture is better than yours because we didn't have to deal with the things here in America because some of the things here in America are sometimes for black, for black people it's it's unique to America only, you know, yes, there were slaves everywhere and stuff like that, but some things are unique to here. And I do think that I agree. It needs to be taught, but also 
on the flip side black people here need to be taught about other cultures too like like that's also the disadvantage of that white supremacy we aren't taught about other brown cultures we aren't taught that all slaves would drop all up and down the, the coast and and shit like that and so we think of the only the slaves that got dropped off here in america they got dropped off variation of other places too and so a lot of it is lack of knowledge on both sides conflict on both sides white supremacy it has its hands in all of this in my opinion so like i said i my personal opinion if you brown and you're here and you say you black or whatever your coach is i accept you for who you are as long as you don't shit on me and my culture i don't have a problem with you yeah and especially that point about us not learning about other people's culture because we harbor anti-blackness too correct and it's sad because it's all white supremacy and when you hear black americans talk about what they think africa is what they think uh the island nations are it's fucked up i i i was one of those people like i remember i didn't know it uh because i had never thought about it but i remember when i was a freshman in college um i was in the, uh this the scholarship program and so they put me in a suite that had like eight seven other people in it and four of the people were from trinidad and T- tobago mm-hmm. and um they uh and i had never met anyone from trinidad and tobago before i never even fucking met i don't even know if i met somebody from jamaica before like this is all new to me you know uh even as a black kid from the south living in charlotte like i just didn't have those experiences i don't think i knew anybody from africa Mm-mm. before this so i'm at this hbcu and you know i'm curious and I'll, and they're friends and you know i don't do small talk i only do medium talk so we're just talking about shit and i start asking them questions you know i said you know i don't want to be offensive but I, can i ask is it okay if i ask you about it? i never even heard of this place until five minutes ago or whatever you know and so this is after we had become pretty good friends we're sitting in the room talking and i was like so what is trinidad and tobago like you know and it's like oh it's cool you know we do this we do that and you know i'm learning the accent and the slang you know they say lime instead of chilling and shit like that and um i'm like so y'all got like is it like third world and they're like what is third world this concept right like because right. to you know to america it's like first world countries second world third world <laughs> like to us it's but like levels if, right but like if you live somewhere nigga that's the world like that's how you your, live your shit is how it is and that's how you get used to it, and that's how it's supposed to be and so i'm thinking of just like fucking all the, the infomercials i've seen on tv about give to these brown people right like, you know all the negative just ugly ignorant stupid stereotypes that you just literally as your privilege is that you don't know no better correct yeah, and you've never been there you've never been nowhere so you just don't know um and so we're having this conversation i'm like hey man so like is it third world it's like what does that mean what you mean third world it's like here i'm like so y'all got like running water and shit it was like they started laughing like like laughing hard like what the fuck like of course nigga like what right yes, we like, got power right buildings what you think we live in huts right you know and i sounded ignorant you know i'm asking right. i'm like you know asking these questions it's like look man i'm telling you, it's just like here and th- also the other thing is this before really the internet was like the internet 
like this is when we were still like downloading one picture of a big booty woman take five minutes okay come on so it wasn't really readily of i wasn't wiki in this shit mm-hmm. i really was just relying on what they had to tell me and you know we talked for a while and you know they and not lucky for them and me we were so funny when you're funny people humor is a language of its own right and i've never been one to be uh offended by getting roasted so i got roasted for being stupid because i didn't know what the fuck i was talking about now it was only them four niggas roasting me but it was also funny because like i was actually asking questions that the other people in the suite wanted to ask they just didn't know right you know and of course we started turning into a lot running jokes and I'm, I'm they're not all appropriate jokes this is a before woke shit but right it's not it wasn't like necessarily for the podcast type jokes but it was a lot of jokes of like you know them making jokes about you know my dumb ass and and you know yeah oh you thought we had flies on our mouths and shit like <laughs> you know all that stuff but like that was kind of a cool moment because like i learned but i also learned how ignorant i was and how much white supremacy had invaded my mind and made me think a place where brown and black people come from it must be fucked up like y'all are here on scholarship because you know y'all need it and you know y'all just doing so bad and they're like no nigga i came from like a great house i i I do i'm doing fine i'm smart which is why i got the goddamn scholarship in the first place right and that was it you know and so uh that's what your comment made me think about is that conversation is like as much as they didn't know about my culture coming here i didn't know shit about theirs and none of us really has the right to judge each other off of that and Mm -hmm. i and i think we all have to be made aware of how little we know of each other but i wish and i my hope i don't think it'll happen because of the current age we're in but i would hope that people can learn gently especially amongst uh, amongst other black people i hope it doesn't have to become like because i learned i had the the favor of learning gently at that time right we were friends we had already been hanging out i didn't know shit i've never been one to be proud of not knowing shit so as soon as they put me up on game i was like okay well boom i uh, thank you for educating me you didn't need to do that but thank you sorry if i offended anybody and they're like i'm not offended because we friends and i know you didn't i know you enough to know you weren't coming in here to shit on us Mm -mm. you know you know and so and vice versa like that shit they didn't know about america i still remember when we got pulled over by the cops one time them niggas was in the car with me and they thought it was funny right they yeah, were, that, that's that's their lack of understanding how america culture works the, the the cop came over and pulled me over and asked me where we was going with all them people in the car and shit and it was and they and the you know me i'm like y'all shut the fuck up i'm pulling my wallet out i'm just you know i'm like getting ready for the fucking shit already yeah and when the cop pulled over came over to the door i still remember one of them in the background like in his accent like what's the problem officer good evening and i said if y'all don't shut the fuck up right you gonna get us all shot like it's not funny like it's not like what y'all think is funny is not funny like i am in fear of my fucking life and y'all niggas should be too like we like i know how shit's supposed to go y'all don't understand how it do go down here so um you know but that was their first time getting pulled they thought oh we getting pulled over in america and then they would talk about like in trinidad you know they just ask you like give them a couple dollars they'll leave you alone and show like that's not mm-hmm. how it works there you can't pay it off baby they just kill niggas and it's not it wouldn't be shit we could do they could just take us to jail right now it wouldn't be shit we could do nope 
how he calling my mom from jail tonight like hey i was doing 45 and the 35 or some shit you know and i wasn't even speeding i think i can't remember what he put us over for i think it was too many people in the car or something but anyway man that's that's the shit that um you know we talked about or whatever and that that's the cultural exchange of just being around different folks man you just hope that you get around some good folks and they're not like shitting on you for not knowing this stuff so that's all the hbcu thing i mean that was at the hbcu that all this happened like i still was just as ignorant as a white person about their culture because i'm raised in america and i just didn't know you don't know until you have some experience yes and one thing about i can truly say about my experience is that I never knew how diverse black people were until I went to HBCU. Like, like I know that might sound ignorant, but once you're in school and you grow up, you want to grow up around people you know. Most people don't really do no major traveling or anything like that. Most children don't kind of hop around the country or go outside of the United States on the average. You have exceptions to that, but on the average, you don't. You know what I mean? Born somewhere, raised somewhere, then you go off to school. And going off to school, I was like, oh, even in the state of North Carolina, I had never heard of anywhere called Scotland Neck, North Carolina. I was like, where the fuck is that? I've never heard of that place in my fucking life, you know? And so I realized, well, goddamn, the state of North Carolina is bigger than I thought. <laughs> the world is bigger than I thought, you know? And there's all these types of brown people. And it's one of these things, once you understand that there's a diversity within the blackness itself because even black people that come or brown people that come from other countries it's diversity in your culture too just like it's going to be diversity here in america because like it's slang down south that you go up north people don't understand what you're saying you go even down you go even further to texas people don't understand what you're saying out west so you know it's it's diversity with and that's to me that's what makes the culture so wonderful and i wish more people would not look at the differences as a negative thing but look as a, a difference as a, as, as a positive thing i always try to look at it as a learning experience when you know when you see people from different parts of the world that are brown and when you see people from different parts of the country that are brown i try to think of what do we have in common yeah so and like i said uh hopefully you just get to learn generally instead of the shit that people are doing now which is you didn't know something i'm gonna shit on you all right let's get to the emails this is the last segment top notch five stars we got a review from switzerland switzerland marie jane says love your show i live in switzerland and listen regularly love the diversity of issues discussed here and every time i hear karen say come on now that shit lifts my spirit the oh. original black heidi oh uh, thank you black heidi thank you uh, all the way from switzerland you be safe out there baby heart emoji and a brown peace sign mm-hmm. uh our girl jay the impossible white man of the podcast wrote in uh to say um <laughs> i was scraping the bottom of the crates of podcast towards the end of the week with none of my faves to get me through a 40 mile bike ride in the city today but i refreshed the new premium passcode and loaded up i listened to the little review the medium talk on fraternities and sororities and some pregame and balls deep you guys got me through my three and hour and 45 minute ride in the goddamn rain the whole time thanks guys oh you more than welcome dog we be work we y'all we be working hard i don't think people under, under understand we be working hard jay one of my favorite people man come and, on uh, we keep, do it just for you baby yeah like i, I, lo- I know I, like i like to know that that 
people are getting their 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 money's worth you know we probably work a little too hard to be honest but but i but well, I, I, I i just can't i can't help myself like i'd rather work too hard than not hard enough i'm still black in america y'all i've been told to work too hard my whole right. life right i want y'all to get y'all money's worth i want you to be like oh good god i'll never be able to listen to all this that's okay Toy says, hey, Rod and Karen, it's Toy again. I'm writing this to comment on the black man who was killed because he was denied a protective order. This does happen. Some people act like getting a restraining order is about just filing a, a report and leaving. And there's a lot that can go into it. I had to get a restraining order in Mecklenburg County in June 2017. A nonprofit that works with women who experience domestic violence to help, help me file the paperwork because if the paperwork isn't filed out correctly, they will automatically throw it. Wow, throw it away. I sat in the courtroom waiting for my name to be called. The courtroom was filled with people trying to get a restraining order, and half of them were denied them because of the lack of real evidence. Luckily for me, I guess I had my husband's arrest record. He had current he had current warrants. The police report, I was obviously still bruised. Wow. And there was a recording of the 911 calling me screaming while he was beating me. For this reason, I wasn't denied. So you had to have all that evidence. Right. Yeah, there's so many people that, like, this person is dangerous, and I don't have that level of fucking it's almost like i gotta almost let the nigga kill me so i could get some motherfucking evidence of them threatening to kill me holy shit i was very thorough in my evidence and i still got a temporary order for two weeks they wanted me to keep coming back to renew it in six months a year etc i never went back after the two week restraining order wanted you to come back yeah because coming back to charlotte only put me at more of a risk of being harmed by my ex again i expressed this during my hearing and the judge replied coldly that this is just a procedure i left for ga a few days later sorry this is long love your show your spotify listener toy wow yeah that's yeah who has time to constantly keep coming back yeah and that's and that's the thing those are the the things that a lot of people don't know if you've been privileged enough to not have to deal with that shit then you don't even know like all the stuff people do and that's why people so casually just throw out shit like oh just just get a restraining order it's not as simple as you think Mm -hmm. um and even then it's still just a piece of paper right if that person go fuck that paper what you gonna do the majority of the people we see these articles about them killing somebody it's been a restraining order out it just they don't care sometimes several uh our girl caritha caritha says dear rod i hope this message finds you well i'm just dropping a quick note to thank you for the episodes of damon young and kareen taylor oh this is for medium talk yes damon's book <laughs> damon's book was already on my list but your interview made me get it sooner i appreciated how you the, your conversation brought out his awareness of the credit he gets for saying certain things that women have long said we can't suddenly not have certain privileges but it's beautiful to see folks call attention to what their privilege often means and how illogical it is upon reading the book i was most tickled by talk by his talking about michelle of destiny's child yeah, that was a great passage uh he helped us imagine what it might be like to be all that in most situations until you're in beyonce's orbit freaking hilarious but also quite poignant yeah the book is so funny i think i speak funny like you know what i'm saying like that's mm-hmm. my love language so that's one of the reasons i just zoomed through that book it's so funny you just like you just look up and you're like did i just freaking read a book what look at me um and then the other thing is uh yeah that conversation the part about privilege and stuff like privilege doesn't have to be a bad word man we all got mm-hmm. it we all got it on some level you know we do whether we know it or not yeah like i know it's a little more comfortable for certain people to kind of wallow in just the like disadvantages they have and there's like you know there's some power in claiming that there's some power in speaking to that but there's also like 
people feel way less comfortable speaking to the privileges they have you know unless it's that like really performative like i'm a white person saying white people ain't shit i'm a man saying men ain't shit but that's such a simple basic thing to say i'm like that you know that i still remember when i said that tweet about black men or the da 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 i'm getting harassed but not rape threatened nobody was gonna come kill me wasn't scared to leave my house you know what i mean and so there's a privilege even in in me being harassed there's a there's just a different way it's happening to me you know your conversation with Kareem Taylor was a serious gift. I had not been truly thinking about the chemicals and feminine care products and how much we owe to organizations like We Act for doing this work and making it easy for us to support them. I also love the way you made sure of the conversation was about, uh, some of the conversation was about career opportunities in that sector. Exposure, ex- exposure is often so much of the battle. I'm glad to have this more prominently on my radar as I mentor students. The Blackout Tips does it again. Goodbyes, Caritha. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Oh, man, that's dope. Like, I love feedback on Medium Top because, you know, I had these conversations, kind of just me and the person is almost never live and it's kind of in a vacuum sometimes i put it on the field sometimes on the feed sometimes i don't so i you know people don't normally leave feedback for those shows that much so i can never tell if if they enjoy it or not and i think also i mean i mean i've been bragging this whole time this this, this episode but i i think i'm a really good interviewer you are. like and i and i and i pride myself on it and you know i i love i love doing it you know um so and i like to make it different than what other people would do i like to get more out of people than other people get you know without it being some contrived like let me just ask you the question that's gonna make you cry type of shit i like to have natural conversations that flow into you feeling like i kind of know this person at the end of the interview and so anytime that you know we bring up something or i bring up something that wasn't going to be brought up by other people or get into a question or or something that that people wouldn't have expected i love those moments you know all right trey says hey rod and karen just wanted to thank y'all for the great shows this week and big thanks to nick jew for coming through for the thrones recap but i most importantly want to thank y'all for washing your asses properly because there are some online folks who feel comfortably comfortable openly talking about not washing their asses properly from head to toe this is unacceptable hello thank you for having some damn sense hello (laughs) okay uh yeah i saw the uh <laughs> i don't know if you seen this, i Karen. missed the non-ass washing conversation i think it was uh what was it about it was uh like some white person said they don't wash their legs or something like that on twitter and that gave everybody an opportunity to dunk on them which is how the best type of tweets that go viral are just the ones where everyone gets to be like you don't wash your legs and so that was everybody the only joke i had about it was uh uh, i wanted just gonna make leg washers the new racial slur oh i was what you know i was working at ihop the other day and uh this table came in and there was two leg washers you know so i didn't want to work that table i just let the let another waiter there he's he's also a leg washer i went ahead and let him have the table like that's the only thing i could get from it was because i didn't i honestly got sick of everybody dunking on the fucking unclean woman like it was like you know what dog but seriously the thirteen thousand person we get it you wash your legs like everyone else it's logistically harder to not wash your legs in the shower than to to just go ahead and wash them like you have to make a purposeful decision 
i am like how do you do you just lean in from the side and leave your legs out like it's harder just wash your legs it's so but that but if they didn't have done that we wouldn't be able to dunk on them so i guess glad they uh glad they did that but uh shout out to my fellow leg washers or leg washers as we say down here Washers. uh but only we can say it game of thrones <laughs> got several game of thrones emails i'll try to get through them and this is it uh crystal says one how like dude you can't even wait to get some more two aria ben says she ain't a lady three tomorrow man dude was crying this is funny four man john ain't learned ish and keeping qu- about keeping quiet back to dummy status yeah it's funny people why do people say john is stupid for doing shit like that like I, the thing that bothers me is this thing where people are like so suddenly john is stupid no we have thought all these niggas were stupid for a long time john died from making stupid decisions yeah and it ain't just john by the way mm-hmm. all these niggas for the most part have done some wildly stupid shit because mm-hmm. it's a dangerous world and all these decisions that aren't just like running in the woods and hiding are stupid so i'm not mad at them <laughs> it's not like these people are real they're just characters you know so that's it it's just funny and it's funny to point out like why would this nigga tell them you know i get why he told him by the way but i'm just saying it's still funny it's still funny come on danny five danny going crazy she ain't had no plan let's just go fight lose another damn dragon six masandi no do you have do they not have the concept of burning folks up with them damn dragons yeah they've done it before but i i don't know Uh, they probably better off not trying to burn them people up with them dragons this time because the whole wall got them spears on it uh iman says Sydney whitney houston's broken hearts where the broken hearts go when they find their way home back to the open arms of a loved one that's waiting there if somebody loves you won't they always love you no miss sandy i love that jordan died last week and we didn't get nearly this much nope mm-hmm. oh jamie and Arya shank your ass cersei all i could think about was who was going to die in the upcoming battles did not see this coming this episode should have just been called broken hearts gendry tormund brianne jamie gray worm uh john Tyrion, danny Varys, the audience the only thing i didn't th- like about this episode is how folks are trying to make danny look like she's crazy and then Varys tried it with Tyrion, and i was like oh hells now nah, bitch that's why you're going to die Varys. it's not that some characters aren't making good points about how danny uh should be more patient or calculating but they all seem like they're waiting uh for her to go off the deep end like her dad john is a pushover and i don't think he'd make a better ruler than her at least not by himself hope this wasn't too long i'm gonna go and nurse my broken heart come here gray worm you can cry on my bosom oh he's gonna (laughs) oh he's gonna die fighting crying it would actually be really sad if he lived through all of this without masandi love y'all yeah i don't know what would be worse him living through it or dying hmm mm-hmm. he don't got his girl no more allegra says hey you two a woman has many thoughts but will spare them save one if benioff and weiss are trying to give us Littlefinger 2.0 with a dash of cersei in sansa i'm intrigued but i'm gonna need them to talk to some women writers to provide me with something a bit more believable though sophie turner is acting i'm slightly annoyed that for her to be as smart as we are told she is she is displaying some missteps the first being keeping your insecurities and jealousy close to your chest thanks for the great coverage allegra yeah it's such a weird thing right because for a tv show obviously we need to she needs to communicate that she does not trust danny or else what the fuck is the per if not then she's just sitting there the blank slate in every meeting and all this shit but at the same time 
as an actress or whatever you got to make it so overtly like i'm i'm clocking the t on this motherfucker every 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 um scene that we at home get it without them having to tell us you know what i'm saying right so it's such a weird line because how do you fucking write that or direct that out of a person without it having looking like it is which is a bunch of like kind of side eyes and weird you know like eye contact and staring off like but uh yeah you know they don't got all day to do this shit no more so mm-hmm. furious style says hey Ryder care oh my god this is one big block of text oh, oh my fucking god dude. they didn't enter a space or anything where are my punctuations boo oh baby i need some spaces in these paragraphs homie oh man all right i'm gonna try to do this after watching episode four of game of thrones things are coming clear that sansa will end up taking the iron throne oh it's storming too outside great before i get into that can we agree that after the savageness of what cersei did to masandi the mo is fuck king's landing as a staff record label and clue crew and if you want to be down with king's landing jamie lannister then fuck you too oh yeah i think we all agree although jamie might be going there to kill cersei i think he is danny walked off looking like my Dra- my drago uh my Dra- drago uh make sure all your kids don't grow oh my draco make sure all your kids don't go yeah uh and speaking of looks did you see gray worm's face he tried to hold it together but i was like he gonna cry when he get back to the ship he was he should have ran off he kind of looked like dj Pooh. he should have ran off back backing up a little (laughs) backing up a little was it me or did you see your boy gendry playing drake's best i ever had thinking about that assassination Arya put on him when danny told him he could have stormed in gendry was so unfazed that he was still looking around like he was waiting to hear Arya say on your left rod i finally agree with you that john snow is too dumb and naive to rule not i'm just saying he just needs some advisors around him you know that's what's so funny everybody's like talking about who can't rule i feel like all of them can rule like i think the show has done something that kind of mirrors 2016 which is everybody better than cersei anybody so <laughs> for me i don't have to do a team anything if i don't give a fuck how the deaths happen team whoever's living please come kill cersei just not cersei uh not only that as much as the show tries to convince us that he's the most honorable choice john like ned stark always feels obligated to something when he was with egret he felt obligated to the night watch when the wildlands killed ollie's parents he felt obligated to him and when he was made king of the north to to save winterfell john felt obligated to bend and needed daenerys this nigga had more obligations than a student paying back sally may oh. john just wants to live in unnecessary misery danny told him look we could keep this incest thing going if you shut the hell up john gave her a look like bitch you must not know if it is some truth <laughs> to be told that's going to fuck everything up then john could john kashi 69 got to be got to be snitching he revealed the secret so fast the signs that Ari, i thought my dvr had jump skipped between the scenes i'm not gonna recap cap the show but back to signs of being the one who sits on the throne the writers have been misdirecting us making signs up here the weakest amongst all the powerhouses in this episode i saw signs of pimp little fingers sending uh those girls to uh tormon and the hound spill the whole tea about john the Tyrion and make it plain that she just don't like that bitch danny saza is ready to g up 
she told that the hound that even after joffrey Littlefinger, and ramsey i'm still here i'm still standing finally can we get a little gangster lean from asandi her last words ricards i don't speak dothraki but i know she said fuck these racist motherfuckers burn this whole shit down until the next episode love y'all 3000 yeah you know one thing i was thinking though it would be the biggest swerve possible i think for the finale would be sansa having plotted all this shit to get on the throne um like plotting like snitching on where danny's gonna be all that type of shit because it would be so cold-blooded and calculating but but you would have to be like like you'd have to take your hat off to the fact that she was able to do all that shit i i don't think that's what's gonna happen but if it did that swerve would be pretty fucking like oh man y'all I'd be like, just i'd be like well she learned from the best yeah i'd be like y'all yeah. kaiser y'all kaiser so say to everybody because no one would have seen that shit coming um monique says roddy karen oh my god i feel sick fucking destroy hope everyone who was clamoring for more death is happy now masandi deserved the world and yet she is with her here she is with her head cut off because danny couldn't wait a couple days or weeks to recoup and strategize i thought for a moment masande gray worm and and unsully were selling off to the fictitious island of nath because let's face it where the hell is nath damn these (laughs) damn these motherfuckers man yet another titan person of color just gone don't get it what the fuck was the plan oh i know to think euron and cryburn uh was on some play play shit um danny queen of the squandered bags <laughs> running off half cock blowing a three O dragon lead all those scorpions blew that dragon right out of the damn sky uh luckily john cuts his losses uh with Rhaegal and chose a horse yeah man imagine he would have been riding that shit i guess mm-hmm. i just she doesn't even deserve the throne at this point she knew how shitty the niggas at king's landing were she wouldn't want that chair anyhow she doesn't have have she doesn't have the north I don't understand the point of having rules to the parlay they had. Just kill the other dragon with the scorpions at the parlay if y'all are gully. Well, she didn't bring that dragon. I didn't see it. Mm-mm. Cersei plays by her own rules or just, uh, or to just end the war right there and saunter off. I mean, they beheaded a valuable hostage, so why not just end the whole thing? Why play fair here? The plot point felt, felt fumbled to me. I mean, I do wonder why she didn't just shoot them niggas up um from the tower or whatever mm. i mean maybe there's a reason for it right but at the same time i mean let's keep it real i don't want to see that shit either like you know sometimes people suggest shit like why didn't they do this it's like because it would have made a whack show and nobody want to see that with two episodes left right uh <laughs> yeah and then daenerys got shot by arrows oh, okay well cool um but yeah i didn't see the dragon within shooting distance or whatever maybe i missed it you uh someone in the chat room said it was there um so i I must have missed it i don't know if it was it was in the background it wasn't with the unsullied and shit though right like they had that regiment of unsullied danny gray worm uh Tyrion at the front so i must have missed oh it was at the back yeah i about to say if it was dead it was way in the back okay so he was out of shooting range or shit i mean yes you gotta i mean you kind of have to man you see them you see them fucking them cannons like can't have that nigga just chilling within shooting range dog it i get it uh there was a stark difference between the team of tacticians danny and cersei and crew the weaponry and preparedness of euron versus the bubbling idiocy of Tyrion and the fuck around gang oh man it's breathtaking to me euron coming to play for keys with the sneaky attack near dragonstone although i don't know how they didn't snuff that out sniff that out but okay side note the party heart 
they party hard at winterfell oh man this is long hold on let me scroll down give me a second Uh-oh. uh with john and his lineage let's face it danny is right no matter what happens the many people in the north know that he has claimed they'll clamor for him to sit on the throne pay her utter dust the way they did after the battle the dissension amongst danny's disloyal counsel and john telling the family uh his family is the definition of mess and of course sansa wasn't gonna hold that water why was she smart tactical move on her part but fuck her for doing it jamie is about to run tell that the true they truly hate prosperity and ned's kids to the bone sansa is low-key a bigger snitch than bubbles from the wire at this point she definitely didn't intend i mean didn't inherit ned's integrity all little figure schemes i'm gonna tell you what though sansa's smarter than ned because ned would have kept that secret like he did with john's birth and look at how that shit ended up oh he, yeah he died like sometimes you gotta be like listen this shit better like <laughs> like she said what if she didn't want to tell Tyrion, but she said man what if it's somebody better like ah, i can't i can't let these motherfuckers go to king's landing and put this crazy motherfucker on the throne um uh let's see the the all little finger schemes the utter incompetence of the battle plan losses upon losses i'm tired of this shit i'm about to start rooting for the winning team these niggas got two episodes tighten their shit up and fly right cersei might clean get a clean sweep just bad news bears all this is is a tall all this is a tall ass task the trust people put in jamie peak bitch assness man uh just like i thought it took less than 45 minutes for jamie to go back to cersei after posing his way into Brienne's life. What a fuckboy move. There isn't even a place for him anymore in King's Landing. Good luck with your bitch ass. Yeah, I wonder if Euron might fuck him up. You never know. I don't know. How is he even going to get in the gate? All right, whatever. Cersei's not a monster. Tyrion, really? Uh, She blew up half the city and his horde of people. Right, yeah, he said she's not a monster. I'm like, don't he know about the Sept? I mean, y'all. I mean, y'all walked up on some shit where it used to be buildings and shit out there. It looked like a fucking desert. Yeah, uh, she blew up half the city and is hoarding the people of King's Landing into the in the inner gates. So you'll have to mow them down to get to her. Cersei could have just gave the hand signal to the fire arrows. Every time I see him, and I'm reminded of the losses Danny keeps taking because he thinks uh, his sister has a good a drop of good in her. Get the fuck out of here. I'll, at this point i want to see a tactical strategic and not just mad queen danny there's no place for morality effing with cersei quiburn euron and the mountain scorch that entire shit and them flea bottom people i'm sorry ride for miss andy of nath she was a rider when you had no one she was a little extension of danny in every terrain every mlk boulevard recipes to a real one danny has so many shitty right hands throughout the season and uh some even double crossed her masandi was the best of them natalie emmanuel we speak to your name she truly did amazing work and i'm hopeful to see her in the leading role sometime soon all this shit i talked and yet i still love this episode yeah that's the part that gets me like people i mean first of all i didn't find your 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 thing to be as negative as most people shit but but i think it's just because i can't relate it's just a mentality i have if i had that much shit to shit on an episode or something i just would stop i can't help myself yeah like i said i i don't if i'm watching something and i truly don't enjoy it i literally uh tap out yeah somebody said drogon was still in in range of the scorpions was he i'm, I'm just asking I, I don't i mean i don't i guess i don't know how far I they would shoot Cersei would have shot yeah that's anyway um yeah uh 
all that shit i talked and we knew cersei was capable of but Tyrion was still incapable of comprehending uh what the fuck people's lives on the fucking line stop drinking and figure it the fuck out in the next two episodes well this is this was angry scratch his head ha ha oh well great show we'll do that to you y'all be safe and sound monique kim doc thank you i uh, got a couple more to go uh eve writes in hi rider karen so game of thumbs has ripped my heart out and said fuck your feelings Arya, fuck gendry so good not only did he want to take her ass to red lobster he wanted to marry her but Arya, <laughs> Arya, not about that life i felt bad for him but he's gonna have to change it charge it to the game Arya's looking for revenge as for brianne as much as i like her she should have known better jamie ain't shit he never been shit and ain't gonna be shit it was a pity fuck nothing more nothing less she deserves better i don't think he cared i'm kind of hoping okay about her but i think that that relationship with his sister is stronger yeah so if a nigga about to go home and fuck his sister i'm gonna mark him in the don't care enough category but that's just me i know that's controversial I'm kind of hoping Brienne and Gendry. And I don't think he's going to fuck her. I think he's going to kill her. Well, he didn't tell her that. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Right. I understand then. He presented it to her a different way. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. He broke her heart. Even if she find out he went back and killed Cersei later, she's still going to be like, this nigga told me he ain't shit. And, uh, and he is a bad person and not to believe in him. And Gendry can find solace in each other, although Brienne isn't looking to be anyone's lady either. Brienne had a real one in Tormont, but she squandered her chance for that sister fucking dirty dick Jamie. That's kind of what you get, sis. Yeah, I mean, the thing for me is just that, uh. Her and Tormont wouldn't work that either. Huh? I'd say, I don't think her and Tormont would have made it. I can't say that. I think they might have. Who knows? But my whole point is her fantasy time was to fuck Jamie. She wanted to fuck right. Jamie and most people don't even get that for their first time so congratulations oh danny you should have listened to Sansa, but i hope you wanted to go all guns a blazing and but nope you wanted to go all guns a blazing and you lost another dragon and masandi that was a devastating loss but i knew her and gray worm weren't going to make it to their beach home in florida when people start making plans before the war they're as good as dead recipes masandi and regal john did go so dirty i'm side eyeing him for that shit i must not it must be the fact that i don't own pets that i that did not bother me even a little bit me either. i was like yes stay your ass in the north where you supposed to be john ain't going nothing but going down there to possibly get killed anyway right so. and you're ill fucked up and everything you don't need to be going with me All right i still like Sansa, but she is shady as fuck she makes that promise to john and then runs to tell someone although john was kind of shady too for telling Sansa and aria if he yeah that's the other thing i can't believe she told him i can't believe he told them everybody was telling people to shut the fuck up uh if he really didn't didn't want that throne he would have kept it to himself i think a part of him really does want that throne and i think danny kind of knows it too i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up killing her because she's about to burn shit down and i'm here for it burn all of king's land and some may ask what about the people outside the red keep to me to that i say fuck those people those are the same fickle motherfuckers that threw doo-doo on cersei but now they're all supposedly loyal to her i know it's mainly out of fear but so what they can burn <laughs> i like that you pick the doo-doo on cersei part as opposed to the cheering for ned stark and no, no, is down. <laughs> all that other shit like them they'll them some abused people yes they are like joffrey was the leader for a while like shit i know they fucked up 
Team Stark and Targaryen might took so many L's so far this season besides defeating the Night King. It's time for them to win. Although I think a lot more people will die in the next episode. Hopefully among those people will be Euron and Jamie. Die, Jamie, die, Evie. Oh, Euron made the list this time. Mm. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, three more. Stephanie writes in uh good mary bubala good morning lord and lady of house tips i bring you greetings from house minutes of mocha owls i'm currently listening to episode 1894 and i'm at the part where you were discussing mary bubala's firing now the night before her firing i uh the, i was discussing what she said with my mother we were in baltimore we in baltimore used to mary bubala she has been on the air for 15 years so as the kids would say she isn't new to this she is a polished journalist she should know better she can't be that obtuse to uh to think that her questions was okay but here we are my mother and i came to the same conclusion she was way outside her scope to pose a question and fun fact she supposed she posed it to a black woman mary put way too much dip on the chip and uh she was out of line with that question period when she did her notes app apology i thought that would be the end of it however i was wrong and she was fired now as a blue of a state as maryland is people think that racism is magically not a big deal here i know we are right under the mason dixon line but we are still the south uh it's here it's here being here but racism is everywhere so there's a moot point uh, that is a moot point when it comes to things like this i steer clear of the local facebook pages of the newspapers and news channel because white people show their entire ass in the comment section you should see the comments under the story detailing her firing on the baltimore sun facebook post but we are talking about white people so of course they were not happy about that and pledging to never watch the news station again the interesting part black men were doing the same thing we are no we all know the venn diagram between black men and white women so it's not surprising but it still doesn't mean it isn't disappointing yep to watch people question if black female leadership is a problem in baltimore city is laughable considering the black women are the cornerstone to the democratic party and instrumental to any candidate's success to watch the discussion on this just reinforces the notion that black women are the mules of the caravan but can never be seen as the drivers fucking ridiculous what is dead may never die steph thanks stephanie thank you and uh my bad for putting that in the game of thrones week uh, but when you started with house tips and ended with what's dead may never die i was like okay this must be for that so my bad lauren says hey rod and karen this danny versus cersei war is making me mad both sides are too dumb danny's errors are obvious she's uh-huh. too hasty won't take advice but cersei is fucking up as well cersei if she was smart would have sent an army with jamie the the beat up the beat up being worn since season one dragon burn lannister army let them fight the whites and then if they lose bring in the golden company to hold the rest of the kingdom if they win bring in the golden company to take winterfell while it's still broken yeah the problem was that jamie not cool with that shit so mm-hmm. th- that's why he left in the first place he, that she would have to bring the army and had the army kill jamie to betray him or whatever um too that's, not that's, that she's incapable of right, that that's, but she's like i'd rather just send Bron. yeah but she should have did that shit i wonder if she gonna be shocked when she see jamie and Tyrion still alive she should have been shocked when she saw Tyrion. like nigga what you doing alive i think grm will do it better but i'm not sure if either of us will grow old enough to find out yeah we'll see i don't read them books yeah she might be shocked and she might be looking like oh brian's dead nigga yeah and i don't read them books so i'm not we Mm -hmm. won't see anything i'm never gonna read the game of thrones book Mm -hmm. just letting y'all know Mm -mm. last one uh feedback email for the week of may 5th i think this could have been oh some of it is in game of thrones okay 
dear Ryder karen i've been listening to your show for about a year and some change and i'm finally sending feedback email first of all i love your show originally found you guys when i was trying to find a new black podcast and your podcast came right up you both have such great viewpoints on current topics and i love hearing your thoughts playing along with the games now under your thoughts game of thrones whoo i started watching the show back in season three because a co-worker compared our job to game of thrones and kept calling yeah. our, kept calling our co-workers by game of thrones characters i started watching and well needless to say she was right thank goodness i no longer work there yeah i would not want to work there no rod i agree with you that at this point i don't really care who sits on the throne anymore and pretty much everyone can go uh it seems like the writers are trying to make danny into the mad queen when she has legit reasons to be upset john is so noble is too noble cersei is the real mad queen the list goes on i used to stand for Tyrion and wanted him to make it to the end but the fact that he keeps trying to find the good in cersei is working my last nerve Tyrion, cersei don't like you she tried to and or succeeded in killing some of your past girlfriends Roz and shay she had a pre- price on your head when you escaped king's land and had bounty hunters killing imps and checking the heads to see if it was yours she tried to put you up for killing joffrey the list goes on let it go when danny fi- fires you on sunday because you tried to negotiate with cersei and masandi died i won't feel bad for you at all stop trying to save cersei don't save her she don't want to be saved and in terms of john's parentage Varez hilton is right eight people is no longer a secret this is like when the rumor started that cersei's kids weren't with rob baratheon and they they were jamie's everyone will find out about john sooner or later and why were Varys and Tyrion talking about treason so loud in the echoing throne room i know someone could hear them while i get that why john had to tell his siblings i couldn't keep something like that from my siblings uh yeah true true he should have known that the secret would get out but maybe that's what he wanted guess we'll find out next week lastly and hmm. he chose to tell them but how could he have guaranteed that uh samuel and um brand would have kept he couldn't guarantee him but he could have sworn on secrecy as daddy asked and hoped that their honor would enable them to do that i mean even in that situation brand said it's up to you john you know but he did say it at the most weirdest fucking time where he really had to say it um <laughs> lastly Arya and Sansa pulling john aside after he publicly sided with danny in the war meeting was uh was so me i'm the queen of declaring a sibling meeting in my family oh and Bron, where is the security in winterfell uh how do these people keep walking in y'all don't have anyone at the gates jamie snuck in Bron and Arya when he, she came back home i just uh also oh, the, everybody was 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 partying even the police that was like security fucking security when jamie came in before the parties also the fact that brianne outside in a house coat with mary j blige in the background begging for jamie to stay uh but i digress overall love the show keep doing what you do sincerely nicole esk please say the esk i worked so hard for it okay esquire i see you. nothing wrong with that um that's the last game of thrones uh email which should mean it's the last email all right this has been a long feedback show um lots to talk about game of thrones uh some controversial topics this week aisha curry mm-hmm. i'm dragging the show down grinding it to a halt talking about social media i don't know guys uh i think what we do is pretty dope i appreciate everybody for listening 
and uh we'll be back tomorrow for mother's day with my mom as the annual mom show of the year mm-hmm. and uh we'll talk to you guys then uh thank you for everybody who took the time out to write in and um yes thank you to everybody and all that stuff man you know i got a little bummed out this week with some of the feedback and the divisiveness online between all these topics i mean yeah it could it could be a lot if you yeah. look at it as a whole not not just the feedback but just as a whole and people online and the way people interacting yes and I think when Game of Thrones is done, we'll probably take a break because I think it's just about that time where you just, at least for me, I'm seeing so much online. You're getting so much interaction. You're having so much back and forth. Um, and I don't mean fighting and stuff, but mm-hmm. just interaction. And uh, at some point, you have to, like, you know, take a break for yourself. And in the background of this, you know, we've been doing business shit all all beginning of the year like it's just been uh, a lot of work and uh while i love what we do you know it's important to take care of yourself so uh probably in a couple weeks we'll uh take some time off and just relax man Mm -hmm. so uh thank you guys for listening and we'll be back tomorrow until then i love you i love you too